taste the alcohol. I sense his presence. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky no applause, just the clap. Obviously, we have guests. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and there was the opening. Uh, I'm Doug with me, Deb. Uh, Hello. Lizzie. Mm. And then we are joined by the uh, two, what, editors? Sure. Or yeah, that, that's a title that's from, for us. From yeah. Tethered by Letters, uh, Danny <clears throat> and Colin. You guys can't set things down hard on the table. The mic picks up everything. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Doug kicks the table. Oh, yeah, phone's on silent, though. Thank you. Got amateur mistakes. Yeah, and then uh, don't don't uh, don't watch any videos trying to get free coins on Plants vs. Zombies 2 near the microphone. Um, <laughs> Do you think that's weirdly specific, Doug? That might have As opposed little... to the time we heard the TARDIS going off because you, you forgot to put your phone on silent? It might have been the doctor showing up. It was not the doctor. It was not the doctor showing up. But do we just want to jump in there with Doctor Who? Sure. Holy still crap! Didn't introduce them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. No, you didn't actually so give me their names. Yeah, I did. I said Danny yeah, and Colin. No, we have okay. names now, so we're good. Right. I said I said their names. Okay. Where are they from? Tethered by letters. I asked. I said this already. <laughs> I just like making him repeat himself. He gets closer. <laughs> He's all. I do get weird when I repeat myself. Um. It's like the the cereal soup thing again. Oh God. Yeah, we're not gonna get into it, but we got into a thing about is cereal soup. Um, I managed to science it out. It's not. Um, yeah, that's a ridiculous supposition. Cereal that cereal soup. soup. Yeah. Uh, liquid base, raw ingredients. No. No, I see a perfect argument for soup. You can't even go hot versus in cold. What sense Lots is, of soup in what is sense cold. is cereal raw ingredients? Cereal. Yeah, they're baked oats. Exactly. Thank you. They put baked stuff in soup all the yep. time. Yeah, you don't put raw beef in. Okay, but uh, by uh, his You're logic. doing pho that instantly cooks That's itself. That's true. Okay, See? long story See? short, it doesn't matter, but I like how angry it makes Doug. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make me angry, I just figured if I turned it properties This is from the same guy not... who always confuses uh, gazpacho and goulash. Once! Once. You've said it to me like four times. Oh, no. <laughs> four right, times. So Doctor Who. <laughs> First five minutes, <clears throat> Doctor Who saved up to show a kid, and that kid's name Davros. was Davros. So I guess that's the he... That they referred to in the prequel or the prelude. Or was it? Because yeah. I still didn't watch the Sisters of Karn prelude. Well, um, you should have. I know I should have. Um, and then uh, and he kills the kid. Well, it's basically the like, would you kill Hitler, like uh, yes. quandary. Um, <laughs> yeah, would you kill Davros? I guess is the new one. Well, would um, you kill child Hitler? I would. I'd buy his paintings. I'd be rich. I, it's. Would you if kill you child kill him, Hitler? you don't have to buy There's him. There's an argument to be made that if you bought his paintings, he, he would, would not, not become, become Hitler. Hitler. That's true. So, see, I'm a humanitarian. So you wouldn't kill child Hitler. Yeah, but then the paintings <laughs> wouldn't be worth anything because he wouldn't become a... Yeah, but I mean, that's not the point. It's, it's not that the paintings yeah, so are worth what, anything. So what are you interested he's in? Not are you interested in saving lives? Or are you interested in getting some media... Or the fact that you couldn't call anyone a Nazi anymore. I'm sure something else would happen. What would be the plot of Indiana Jones? Even Doesn't matter. He's useless in the first movie. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be needed yeah, I mean, for. They literally, you could take Indiana Jones out of. Yeah, um, that's true. Raiders and all the shit would still happen. <laughs> I believe that was. Uh, they end up doing that on uh, Big Bang Theory for one episode. Well, another argument would be the amount of technology we'd lose because they didn't do all their experiments. Oh, medical also technology true. alone. German science. Oh, Deb. Yeah. Surgery and. All if I slapped hands, injuries. that would be a hand slapper. Oh, don't Deb. talk about ever slapping hands again. You heard slapping hands, heard, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, so, I so anyway, and then, so the whole episode, <laughs> Doctor Who is, is struggling with, like, kind of the, 
the price he paid running away from Davros, Davros becoming You notice he said Davros. Doctor Who as opposed to the Doctor. I'm sorry, that's, it's, that's the question. Um, but, uh, it's just that he ends up going back to that field of hand mines, which were fucking creepy as shit. Thank you, yeah, Stephen was, Moffat. Yeah, was really creepy. All um, hands reaching out of the ground and pulling people down. down yeah. yeah, and they had, like, eyes on them, like the one he ends up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you just see the, uh, the doctor, you happy now? The doctor, uh, pull a gun on Davros as a kid and goes, exterminate. It's literally the last five seconds of it is Doctor Who with a gun, which is like Batman with a gun. Um, like aiming at a kid going, I guess he would kill Hitler. I guess he would. Well, or he Space Hitler, I guess, would be Davros. Yet. Yeah, there's a whole other episode. All I, all I know is that this, already on this episode, Moffat has ratcheted his game up in a huge way. It was okay. I like the st- I like the story so far. It's okay. I want to see how it ends. I'm not gonna make any decisions until I see the whole thing. Do you think the Davros thing is gonna be the arc, or do you think no, it's gonna be? Yeah, I, think, I, I just think it's two episodes for the first okay. season. I think okay. the I think there's gonna be a different big bad. Do you like the Matha Hoople reference when they're in uh, the arena? I did like that. Yeah, I did like the fact he drove out in the M1 Abrams tank. Uh, well, he was playing with an gu- electric guitar. Well, because it was gonna be an axe fight, so he brought a guitar. Yeah. Let that sink in, Doug. Sorry, she, what? It already, she was ignoring you. Oh. Um, <laughs> and he even made a joke. He goes, like my tank, I bought it for my fish. In about 800 years, that'll be funny. Still not funny? No, no, it's, it's Not it's, when it comes out of your mouth. <laughs> uh, since we're on a time crunch, should we go ahead and talk about what they're here to talk about? Sure. What are you here to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) What did they just put out, Doug? They put out a new episode of their um, non-profit literary magazine, uh, Friction. I love that you called it an episode. Clearly, you spend all of your time in the podcast world. Yeah, sorry. That and, yeah, writing. It's episodic. Um, (laughs) uh, A new issue of their magazine. What? Why am I being made an example of this episode? You weren't. Okay. Um, Do you need us to wingman ourselves? Because we could do that. No. No, well, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Let them, um, let them, <laughs> let them explain it themselves. It so what did you guys put out? <laughs> so, um, as Doug so eloquently, eloquently put, we're Tethered by Letters. We're a literary nonprofit, and one of the many things we do is we run an independent publishing house, and we publish this totally badass literary collection called Friction. And our very second issue came out. Um, Friction's really different from other literary journals, if anyone out there reads them. Literary journals are full of Literary fiction and creative nonfiction, which is really quite boring. Um, so <laughs> no, she has a do. point. you got to wade through a lot of bad to get to the good. Yeah, so essentially we published a really traditional literary journal. And last year we were reading the best of the best, everything that won the push cart and the American best. And honestly, I'd read maybe 10, 15 stories and they were all the fucking same. Like, I couldn't even differentiate the plot. They were all angsty New York dinner parties and, like, recipes for brie preparation and scandalous affairs you have with your <laughs> boss's sister. So Noah Baumbach movies. Yeah, there was no plot. Like, when we think about the things that we love reading that really got us into stories, like, I think of fantasy. I think of Batman. Like, I remember the first time I picked up my first X-Men comic. And I got together with Colin and one of our ed- other editors, Joe, and we thought, like, would we read this kind of stuff if it wasn't our job? And the answer was no, like we wouldn't. So 
had a couple pints and we thought, like, what the fuck? Like, let's just totally change our mission statement. Let's publish stories that are just great stories regardless of where they come from. So we wanted to publish some comics, some genre work, some sci-fi, some experimental stuff, the kind of stuff that makes our moms think that we did nothing good with our lives. <laughs> and so we put together this new imprint and our second issue just came out and we're building traction, we're getting some really weird submissions and I mean, we're doing something ballsy and don't get me wrong, some of our donors think we're complete idiots, but... You know, we're still donors. But they're still donors. <laughs> they're still donors. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're donating. I don't really care what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, pretty our, much. We already got your money. Some of our audience might remember that, um, I believe it was last month, I put a, a bunch of uh, stuff up ahead of our episodes uh, promoting your um, Kickstarter, Kickstarter yeah. um, for your new <sighs> editing um, program. Yeah, so um, like I said, Tethered by Letters does a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I started this company when I was the um, naive and adorable age of 20. Um, just about the time that I developed any kind of useful people skills, they were still a little shaky. And I'd written a first, I'd written my first book when I was a teenager and just really struggled to get it published. And so after I got it published and I got in the industry a little bit, I wanted to help other writers kind of learn that industry, especially new writers. Um, cause you just, you don't know agents, you don't it's... have any connection to literary world, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You can't uh, you can't send people unsolicited manuscripts. Yeah. Would be a, a huge hurdle. And that's the big thing. Like you want to write books, that's the end goal. But no agent is going to take a chance on you unless you have small publishing credit. The way to get small publishing credit is to submit to journals or anthologies or contests. But most of them don't take unsolicited manuscripts. So that's manuscripts by people that don't have agents. So there's this huge catch twenty two. Yeah. So essentially, when we started the company. I just peer pressured all the editors I knew into donating time to help new writers get some editing. And that's our free editing program. And goodness, that's almost seven years old. So um, it had just grown beyond capacity. Like we used to get maybe a couple dozen authors a year. We've already gotten 500 and it's September. So it wasn't, we couldn't run it on a volunteer staff anymore. So we started the Kickstarter, which was very successful, which was amazing, because frankly, we had no idea what we were doing. But Colin made a really great video, and uh... <laughs> okay, for literary geeks, the fact that we used our computer to make something, amazing. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> wow. Oh, high praise. You guys were... Yeah, there you go, Doug. <laughs> they were really awkward on the video. Like, I, I know yeah, I really... I actually find that, I, as I was to say, I'd find that endearing and be like, let's just give those kids some money. <laughs> I mean, that's what a lot of people told us. Like, there was a video that, like, you guys seemed really authentic. And I'm like, that's a That's a very polite that's a very, way. That is, yeah. Saying, like, you guys clearly need the money because you clearly don't know what the fuck <laughs> Well, in our defense, we're all socially awkward geeks. And right. we had to, like, wear clothes that, like, I had to wear things that weren't slutty, which you guys don't know about me. Very difficult. I'm Colin like, you're, had you're to really fully covered right now. What kind of supposedly slutty clothes do you Doug, normally do you wear? Do you want to testify <laughs> to the things I wear in your costume? I'm like, you're wearing <laughs> jeans and a baby doll t-shirt. <laughs> Listen, the daddy issues go deep. Other, yeah. <laughs> other than the, uh, yeah. Ryan other than the <laughs> borderline inappropriate dresses you wear when you come into my day job, um, I would say when we first met... Um, we ended up getting into a talk about cosplay, and I showed you um, a picture of an obscure cocaine-powered um, Teen Titans villain, Snowfire. I forgot about Snowfire. I haven't. I will, I, will one, I will one day break into the industry, and I'm bringing back Snowfire. Um, it's good to have goals, Doug. Yep. And... Uh, and you said, oh, well, that maybe that'll be my next cosplay, and I said, well, What's your current one? And you said Starfire. 
Now, this is not the Amanda Connor drawn Starfire with No, it's the clothes. Starfire wearing tape. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean... The classic Starfire. The, yeah, the almost witch <laughs> you know, Starfire. Yeah. <laughs> well, the issue was I had spent forever sewing this meticulous tape outfit, and then we ended up creating a partnership with Denver Comic Con, so we had to do portfolio critiques. So you couldn't be dressed yeah, as Starfire. Yeah, I could Could you imagine these adorable, wonderful comic geeks coming up to me for professional advice, and I'm like, you can see everything. I anyway. don't think they'd be coming up to you for advice. No. <laughs> that's called comics. That's called glomping, in case anyone's wondering in the class. Please stop you are trying so to make glomping yourself. work. You're so proud of yourself for learning that word like three weeks ago. I am. <laughs> you don't discourage him from growing his No, language. I'm not discouraging him. borrowing words from it's a teenage just... girl's social media posts. It's just funny that he he was so proud that he learned that word, and now every episode since then, he says and not just this once. podcast, but others as well, he's used it. Did you bring it on the sports podcast? I don't know. I don't listen to that oh, one. Yeah. No one. Well, we don't, <laughs> we don't listen to that one. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> so you you wanted to keep things from becoming the same journal, like so. How do you? What are your? Uh, Re- not requirements, but your selections when you look at all these different submissions you we get. Just, we just look for things that are, that might fall through the cracks in other places. Is okay. it just like anything you, that makes you personally excited and then you share it that's with somebody a, that's else? That's a big part of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we don't, we don't necessarily filter out all of the like more literary stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there's still a lot of good stuff to be read in that world, but... There's just a lot that's being missed by other journals, we think. Like, a lot of really valuable stories and a lot of really great, like, kind of courageous and, you know, risk-taking writers Mm -hmm. who are not getting published because they're submitting to the wrong places. Um, And, you know, it's hard to know in this industry, like, what you're doing wrong when all you're getting are these rejection letters, you know? So we're trying to create a home for things that just aren't being published in other places. So we publish a lot of... We get a lot of submissions that are strange in terms of um, narrative structure. Um, We get a lot of stuff that's... um, We don't get as much, like, hard genre stuff as you might think. Which kind of makes us sad. Yeah, like, I would love to publish some really hard sci-fi or some high fantasy, but... Everyone um, listening. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hard sci-fi. They'd (laughs) love that. And it's it's been really interesting to have this kind of freedom. Um, We actually... One of my favorite things we've ever published, we published in Friction Number 1, and it was probably one of the weirdest submissions we ever got. It came through one of our literary contests, and it's called Cretaceous Bro. Um, The plot of this is... You were excellent at summing this plot up, though. So, it's told first person from the perspective of a frat bro who goes to a... uh, what he refers to as a hobo shaman drug dealer in a park, <laughs> buys some mushrooms, okay. puts them on a pizza that he shares with his girlfriend. To try to get that bitch to He wants to her to up. loosen the fuck up. Okay. Aww. And the mushrooms send them back in time to the Cretaceous period. <laughs> so, basically, it's about this douchebag telling his friend how he survived Velociraptor attacks. Nice. Essentially. <laughs> and I got submitted, and of course... Like, all of the, like, when we get really good submissions, or, frankly, sometimes really bad submissions, our favorite thing as editors is to excitedly find another editor and then read the submissions out loud. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually one of the best things about geek culture is when you find something you're excited about it, the first thing you want to do is share it with somebody else so you can be excited about it together. I think it's really hard to do that in other places, too. Like, I can never share music with other people, you know? Like, when I find music that I'm really excited about and I send it to somebody else, they're always just like, eh. 
really? Sit them yeah. down you gotta find the right person then. Yeah. It's possible you just well, no, don't have the right. No, I might need the right person. And I mean, if somebody gives me music, it takes me like on the iPod with my headphones in, walking around to get it in there. I can't sure. passively listen to it and yeah. tell you that I'm in love with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't gonna try to break your brain with the mix I made you, but I thought I'd, I fucking loved it. I was gonna try to move a little bit outside the box with Dude, some of the some of the punk and um, oh, well, like post industrial rock on there. The punk I knew. About. Yes. Oh, was should, it the punk you knew? You yeah, challenge oh, man, I, I thought I would have had you with Naked Ray Doug's still making mixtapes. Yeah. Oh, yep. CDs now. Yeah, he's, oh, he's, right. he's, he's grown up a little but bit. But I'm, I'm known for Yeah, you my should mixes. challenge him to a mix. That's a strange thing to be known for. Um, <laughs> Dude, you... No, it, it takes me like weeks, months to put them together. Hmm. I get um, one every year for my birthday. Yeah. But you, she, you, nice. you had how many minutes of, t- of, of songs that you had to like cut down to 70? Yours started at like, I think yours originally started at like four and a half, five hours. Yeah. And, and had, had to cut, cut it, it down, down to, like, you know, the hour 20 to fit on a CD. And I think it was, like, within, like, 48 hours of your actual birthday where I was like, i got to cut another eight minutes, god damn it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I go over them and over them and over them, burn them, listen to them in my car, go, that song needs to be further up, that one needs to be not on there, dot, 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 dot. I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I want to hear more about Cretaceous, bro. <laughs> no, just to take it back. So, when did you already have the magazine kind of conceptualized when you got the submission, or was it from before? We actually got the submission before we started the imprint. But honestly, um, it was a bit of a mess. Um, so we put it into the free editing program, and Joe, one of our editors, worked with him. So this utterly outrageous, just inappropriate, cry you're laughing so hard story ended up having this beautiful meaning about all the things that you're promised in your youth that you don't get as an adult. So Colin actually read it out loud to me in Doug's day job. And <laughs> we were laughing, we were laughing our asses off. In the end of it, we were like, oh, that's, yeah, that's it's kind of heartbreaking. Ugh. And then Colin was like, are you going to publish it? And I'm like, oh, fuck, I couldn't publish this. And then we just looked at each other and got this giddy expression on our face. And we're like, no, let's do it. Like, we have to publish yeah. this. That was a thing. That kind of reaction to it? I don't know how you couldn't. Yeah. Well, we got the submission further back before we had kind of decided, decided yeah. on like, the publish weird thing that we were trying to do. So, and we knew that it was interesting and inventive, but like, not only was it a little bit messy, but we thought about it and we were just like, I can't imagine actually like putting this in print. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems like something that shouldn't be done based on like the industry that we're in and the standards of the industry and everything. So, but once we started with this new mission and we got the revised um, draft, we realized like this is actually exactly what we want the new magazine. So. Well, I would imagine like that's <clears throat> when you actually you talk about the industry standards, making your own standards is reward enough. I mean, yeah. the stuff I've written, I've had people go, is there a market for that? I went, I will make a market for that. Yeah. Like the, the, the best example I can think of, I don't like the band anymore, but 311. Um, <laughs> no, but like they came out of Omaha, <laughs> Nebraska of, of all nowhere. places, yeah. you know? And the thing is like, Doing their kind of music in Nebraska, everyone's like, there's no way. Well, I'm like, you will stand out because you're literally doing the most original thing in fucking Nebraska. Well, I think it's if you don't have a niche, make your own niche. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's no way. And, and, reda- and redefine your own standards. You, you can hear any yeah. 311 song and know it's them, whether you've yes. whether you ever heard it before or not. You yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like they, have, they made their sound. Mm-hmm. So, um, sorry, go ahead, Red. When you were talking about rejections and how people don't get 
like they don't they get this letter it doesn't really help them when you guys reject somebody or reject a submission do you give them pointers or do you try to like say here's why we rejected it at least or we we try to yeah, we have kind of kind of this, you guys like, might not have enough time honestly. we have this kind of like tiered system where we submissions that we get through directly to friction if they're not approved we try to direct the reader to or the writer to go through the free editing program because that's our way of kind of helping people understand why their story isn't quite ready. And no. everyone who submits to the free editing program gets paired with a professional author who gives them edits. And that's the big problem with the industry is you can have a writer who is immensely skilled and 98% of the story is brilliant, but the 2% is off. And, and that maybe that's it. an hour of edits. and Or maybe they're just submitting to the wrong place, which happens all the time. But all that author is going to get back is a dear author, there's no place for your story here, continue on, good luck. I've gotten that one. And what are you supposed to do with that? Like, that can mean everything from, this is the worst fucking thing I've ever read, to, ah, it's pretty close, we debated it, but we backed up. like, just do a couple more things, or this is horrible, please give up. So, and there are a lot of times that stuff comes through the free editing program. (laughs) I might have gotten that one. I might have gotten that one from DC Comics. Dutch looks crushed. Dutch looks so crushed, but um, uh, you guys with the free editing program, and then running the independent publishing house how great is it for you when you get something back that has been edited and grown so exponentially and you're like yes this is what you were pushing for um it's amazing to see potential in something um and then be able to send it to the free editing program and i get so excited when colin pitches work up from there like we just we locked this other really fucking weird story just yesterday called a god that a force, the god, god that monster, which is about the porn industry and God and happiness, and wow. it's amazing. And it sounds really fun. I wanted to publish it so bad, but it just didn't work. And so I had been bugging the free editing program. I was calling them once a week, like, "Hey, what's going on with the story? Hey, is anything going on?" And when it finally came back, like, it's so fucking good. Like, I am so excited to publish it, and that's so rewarding. And God, just in this issue, in Friction um, Number Two. In our literary contest, we we judge it blind, so we don't know who submits. We chose this flash fiction submission that was just startling, really mature, really beautiful. Send it off on my call and go get me a contract on it. And he comes back, he's like, Danny, um, we gotta modify the contract. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, she's 15, I need a parental sign line. (laughs) Yeah, so we ended up, I lectured at her high school and she was really inspired and submitted. If I wrote that way when I was 15 and I hadn't yet taken over the literary world at this age, I'd be so disappointed in myself. She's brilliant and she's I'm so young. Myself. She writes better than I do now. I, I just do. kind of hate her. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what? It's I, the, actually, what I know, was the crippled hands. No, they write I kinda, so well, you want to cripple their hands. No, I love that though. When you run across somebody who's so wildly talented, you hate them, but you cannot stop enjoying their yeah. work. No, oh. and it's, it's such an honor to be able to publish that kind of diversity. And like we were talking about with Cretaceous Bro and that story who apparently... Okay, in my head it's list. Cretaceous Bro. <laughs> we will have it's to Cretaceous, comma, bro, period. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. But There's hand gestures that go with it inside yeah. my head, too. <laughs> um, it's not just those really weird stories. It's just the literary industry for small works it has no room, no matter how good or even how almost conventional it is. One of our... Our big writers is Isaac Marion, who wrote Warm Bodies. And although Warm Bodies is lovely, um, and I'm sure it made a very adequate film, his short work is phenomenal. Adequate's about the right word. Yep. <laughs> I like that movie, okay? Zombie Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> so his adequate's short work right is word. stunning. Like, it's some of the best short work I've ever read. And 
he, it's just a little bit weird. It's, you know, 95% normal literary fiction, and then there's always a little bit of supernatural or a little bit of edginess dwelling on the outside. And he just got rejected from every place. And his work is phenomenal. So being able to have an imprint like Friction, like we get to bring in the, the great work from undiscovered authors, but also the love projects from really established authors mm -hmm. that don't have a home for that yet. So the journal is a really weird mix of, you know, celebrities and first time 15 year olds. So it's, it's really great to be able to run something Shut that up, bring Dad. all those together. Sorry. How inappropriate was that? No, no, no. That was... How often are you guys able to put out the, the, the print so far? Is it quarterly? Triennial. Triennial. That's actually yeah. not bad at all. Yeah, um, the reason it takes us so long is we work with a group of local artists that illustrate every single... Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's very art-heavy, and the art takes forever. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so, it's, you know, it's two you guys steps edited, for being it, a Was it you guys use InDesign? Is that what you guys... Yeah. yeah. I've seen you guys work in InDesign, so... You should, tell, you should point them towards Carl. Carl would... Um, I actually sent them an invite for um, the revolt for, for what? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, Carl, Carl Crumpus. I don't know. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, you guys should go. He's, he's, <laughs> so if you're interested, he has a web comic called uh, 30 Miles of Crazy. Yeah. And it's all stories from Colfax. That's awesome. But he doesn't oh, name yeah. bars. Like, he, he, he draws them so well that, like, you know oh, I know that place. Like, I know no, that place. That's obviously like, Lion Slayer. Oh, that, yeah. That's the Esquire, whatever. But... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it's he and his. I think now fiance that yeah. he and um, yeah he and and oh shit I, can't I know I know uh, 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 I know I want to say Lisa but I know it's not right no they um, got engaged anyway yeah um, it, it'll come to me um, but yeah he they ran up and down Colfax just hitting bars and then illustrate like the weird stories they hear over here. Stuff and like it's that. gotten to the point now where he, people walk up to him like, hey, I got this story for you. And they just oh, start awesome. babbling. So, I, yeah. I was going to say, I like reading local, too. I was going to say. and it, Maybe it's just recognizing things in my own neighborhood that I never really thought about before. But Well, there's every now and then there's a story that he writes. And I'm like, I know exactly like who that fucking person is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I sent you an invite. Uh, he, uh, Our friend Carl did... Um, he didn't write it, but he illustrated uh, Revolt for What, which I don't know who the writer is off the top of my don't head. Remember off the top of my head. Um, but they're doing a thing off of, is it 13th? It's like 2030, 13th. I sent you the, I send, I'll resend the invite if okay. you want me to. Um, and it's just weird that a, a, one of my close friends' band is playing that event as well. So it's that kind of a perfect a really storm. small town. I, yeah. I'm very well aware. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. So, um, are you guys, this is the, print carried anywhere or is it purely you have to order it online or um we're prim primarily our store our stock comes from online but like the tattered cover picks it up in a couple of random comic book stores and smart galleries okay. um since it's a new imprint we're really just trying to kind of dig into the industry and like we talked about i mean we're doing something pretty stupid i mean we love it we're really excited <laughs> but sometimes the smartest thing you can do is do something stupid you know yeah. i started a podcast network <laughs> <laughs> no it's because we drunk argued about david bowie that's true. We did drunk argue about David Bowie. And that was the start of all this mess. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. Our company was not out of David Bowie, but certainly out of too many pints. So I have to ask you, though, do you still have time to work on your own stuff, or are you just completely overwhelmed by everything you do in the company now? Um, Colin and I, are. we try really hard to be diligent about our personal writing. Um, we actually, like, we hold each other accountable for submission dates. Um, 
Strangely, we were in Edinburgh all of August for the Edinburgh Book mm -hmm. Festival, which was the most productive writing we ever had because we didn't know anybody in Edinburgh. <laughs> so, like, we got up early, we wrote for a couple hours, we worked on TVL for, like, ten hours, and then we drank a bunch because it was Scotland. But, you know, when you get back and we're always running between meetings and, you know, whatever our personal lives are attempting to accomplish. So it's, it's hard, but you just got to be diligent about it. So you feel like maybe scheduling it like work is the most successful thing for you guys? That's, yeah. That's what's worked best for me. Yeah. yeah, like you really have to stay disciplined and like give yourself a, a regimented schedule or else there's always a reason not to write. Well, that's the know? problem. There's always a reason not to, and it's always a really good reason yep. to. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. And uh, for anyone who writes short fiction, um, like you, you write something, writing is fucking hard. You mm -hmm. get through that, then you submit it, it's out in the ether, and then you start getting the rejections coming in, which makes you not want to write the new thing you're working on. And so, I mean, it's just, it's a huge mental change to just view it as a professional to pull through. And I think it's, it gives you some perspective being an editor, because there's a lot of times that we'll reject stuff for the journal, and it's good, it's really good, it'll get picked up at other stuff, it's just not our aesthetic. So you can always tell yourself that when you get the dear author, this sucks. You're like, well, I'm sure it's not that it super sucks, it's just that's not their thing. Well, you look at that, uh, Paul and Nick's first novel was actually supposed to be Choke, and the publishers were like, yeah, this is really weird, we're not gonna do this. And he goes, I think that's fucking weird, and then went, went wrote Fight Club. I was like, a, a fuck you to that. Yeah. So. I, I feel like Choke is weirder than Fight Club. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, I love the line, do you ever cut holes in your pocket so you can masturbate in public? I do now. Oh man, love choke. Is that ch uh, mm. no? I'm not thinking choke. What's the one with the plane? Survivor. Yeah, yeah. Survivor, survivor was too weird. Survivor was. Well, too you weird? know, it's all about the survivor of you know the the cult and then him becoming you know their version of Billy Graham. And, <laughs> and he works out, and they have all the patents <clears throat> for the fake uh, pharmaceuticals, oh, and the God, book is numbered that. backwards like a countdown. Well, and... a lot of it depends on timing too. I mean, it, it, absolutely. You know, certain things go on, or certain. I mean, hard work is hard work, but. You know, the secret is a lot of it's luck. How did you learn not to be, like, overly precious with your work when you started submitting it and getting, you know, edit, I was going to say edit points back on it? I mean, I cried for years. <laughs> well, it's just like, are you ever... And then I learned about alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Really dulls the rejection letters. I mean, the hardest thing is not dealing with the rejection. It's the time you realize you're getting rejected for a reason. Like, I got into the industry really young. Like I said, I, I wrote my first book when I was 16, and that really inflated my ego. And I was like, oh my god, I'm super good at this. Writing's super easy. I'm going to have so many bestsellers by the time I turn 30. And then I really learned mm -hmm. how to write. And the more you learn, the harder it is. Mm -hmm. And I just remember fighting my editor on my first book. And he'd be like, hey, I didn't really get this part. I'm like, you don't get it. You're not, you don't understand me. It's just, you're, it's, you're an idiot. And now that I'm an editor, and I turn to my authors, I'm like, hey, you know, this part didn't make sense. And I see them rebel against me, and that really changes the way that I write. Like, I really start listening to the people I trust. Definitely, if you're going to get other people to read your work, get good people. Get good people you trust. Like, Colin and I are honestly super lucky. Like, we have a really good writing broship. But um, <laughs> you have to trust the people that give you edits, and you have to be able to realize that the 20 pages that you poured in that brought you utter euphoria need to all be deleted. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it just hurts, and you just got to keep doing it. And you learn to compromise. You learn when to, you know, hold to your ideals. And 
you just you celebrate any kind of success even if you're shortlisted and then rejected and you cling on as hard as you can or even if someone gives you an individualized rejection like you print that fucking thing out and you post it above your desk someone cared enough about you to reject you with your actual name and some line about <laughs> instead of a form line. instead of your mm-hmm. author yeah. yes yeah. and you just you, you just try to bolster yourself up and keep going it's just it's hard so where can people submit um, you can submit online all year round friction, and then we run um, quarterly contests that, because they're quarterly, are on all the time as well. And the free editing program takes submissions all the time, so it's just at tetheredbyletters.com backslash submissions. Forward slash. Forward slash submissions. <laughs> you can tell I know a great deal about the internet. I still haven't pol- publish, or, uh, polished off my stuff to send to you guys. Yeah. You, you I know keep I need talking to. about yeah. it. Yeah. I know, I have, I have a really good piece, and I just, yeah. Like you don't love us, Doug. We did that already. We're yeah, taking it personally. Better get it together. Don't love you. I'll make your bread pudding, but I don't love you. Oh, I'll <laughs> make you a CD mix. <laughs> huh? When are you making more bread pudding? I don't know. Do you put raisins in yours? No. Good. No, yes, but I'm doing like a, I'm gonna be doing like a caramel apple. Did one. you guys have a conversation about the raisin thing or no? <laughs> nope, just amused. No, he doesn't like raisins. I got all the raisins from his trail mix on one of the sessions of <laughs> D&D. I sat there while we were playing, and I was just like picking raisins out and throwing them in a cup for Putting me. Putting them in a cup for me. Oh, that's so kind of you. I was just doing shots of raisins throughout the whole game of D&D. Yeah, he started talking. Yeah. Just, you know, pulling a Reagan with the jelly beans. It was cool. Doug and raisins. They're there. It's okay. Well, I don't feel I'll, bad I'll, about I'll, liking I'll, raisins at all. I'll start, I'll start keeping <laughs> that would be a weird thing for me to feel bad about. I'll start keeping them in the house for you. It's just weird for me no, to you imagine. No, you don't need to buy like a trail mix. It's weird for yeah. me to imagine Doug cooking anything at all, because he was so bad at it when we first started working together. When I went to my other job directly after that, which was a much more elaborate kitchen, he would come in and visit me at work, and he'd be like, oh, you're, you're actually cooking. I'm like... <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I lived with Rob, I figured out I had the knack. Yeah, he figured out he had the knack. Mm-hmm. Went blue cheese reduction sauce. Something Gorgonzola along. reduction sauce. Excuse oh, me. <laughs> Bacon wrapped chicken. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. got to say, when Doug said that he cooked, I laughed and definitely thought it was a joke. <laughs> no, I designed like half the, the stuff you guys eat when you're Yeah, I there. actually had to validate that with another person that worked there. I'm like, is, is Doug pulling my leg? And they're like, no, no, mm. he makes most of the food here. And I was mm-hmm. like, huh. Yeah, I built all the recipes while I'm there. It's a learned skill. Quiches never took off. What? I was so excited about those. Well, it's because you called them quiches. If you called them like egg cheese pie, then dudes would actually order them. No, you just call them organic quiches, even if they're not. Mm. Wait, are you implying that the term quiche, uh, no man would... No, lots of men are fine with it, but a lot of other men aren't. It's a weird thing. Colin, how do you feel on saying quiche? I mean, I'm cool with it, but I get the argument. No, it's, I feel like you it's completely like a, stupid. Like a but, yeah. daytime pie or something like that. <laughs> just like, I'm oh. not calling it that. <laughs> daytime because pie. I that can make fun really of that in an inappropriate pie. way. Yeah. Breakfast pie would sell. I, I call it, yeah. you know, crusted frittata. <laughs> Is that's okay? Just put bro after. That actually it. sounds gross. I don't. I know it sounds it. terrible, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Also, of course, frittata being a euphemism yeah, for yeah. retarded euphemism. Yeah. on the yeah. league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't say retarded, they say frittata. Is that, huh. why, is that why you get mad every time I say retarded? Yeah, we say frittata now. No, we don't. I say retarded. Now, I we, say say, retarded. now we say you're on a spectrum. <laughs> Not fair whenever I say that. Um, 
since you're on so, on so many, many parts spectrums. of the spectrum. I am on so many spectrums. <laughs> I was really good on your birthday, though. You were. I was impressed. Except for when you first got there, um, I can't remember if it was Dan or somebody walked up that you didn't know. And they're like, hey, I'm Dan. And you just kind of went, uh, I'm Doug. Awesome. <laughs> and you kind of looked at him. You looked at me, and I'm like, what? I'm like, that's Dan. And you're like, hi, Dan. And you just didn't say anything. He started trying to talk to you, and you just kind of, you wouldn't look out. at him yeah. in the face, and it was it was. How an did awkward you guys manage to get close to Doug? He's so well. When I was dressed like a whore, and his when I came dressed like a long way. <laughs> I had a comic book out. I believe it was what was I reading. You were reading. Uh, was it Warren's Moon Knight? Yeah, I think was one of the first books you were reading. I believe um, Doug said you, something passive-aggressive, like, I bet that doesn't um, belong to you, or did you take that comic from someone else? I did else? not I say like, anything of the uh-huh. ilk. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've given me shit for it for I don't know how long about possibly name-dropping Warren. Oh, you name-dropped so <laughs> hard. I can imagine him name-dropping. I have a hard time imagining him passive-aggressively, you know, saying Doubting something. Doubting that a girl, yeah. a girl would read comics. That's, that doesn't sound like me at all. And like, I don't mean that sarcastically. I mean, like, him being a superior dickbag, yes. But him being <laughs> sexist, not so much. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, it yeah. was a good banter about comics, and he was, he was pretty nice to me after that. He, him and Colin we had some up, kind um, of weird You had to go, but we ended up, like, getting into a uh, conversation about the New 52, which I think... Fuck, had, just, had, just, had just come out. Yeah. Fuck the New 52. That was a awful decision. Uh, I'm just glad that Snyder's Batman dodged it all. Um, that was another thing we bonded over was Scott Snyder's run on Batman. Yeah. What was the quote from uh, Talison? Have you found anyone, anyone that likes New 52? Convergence? <laughs> yeah, Convergence. That was, we were interviewing this guy at NDK and we, he and I got into this He's Doug's very, 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 oh. very passionate um, talk about the Flash. and. together? I um, they didn't have enough time. Yeah, they would. The, the, the joke is that I got a little sad when he said he had a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we started talking about New Fifty Two and Convergence. And he goes, "Have you found anyone that likes Convergence?" I'm like, "No one likes Convergence." <laughs> um, but uh, with Marvel as well, like Secret Wars is a little touch and go. Um, there are pieces I like, and there are pieces I don't. So I know you like the new Spider Man. I like that they, we have a, a multiracial Spider-Man. I, I'm really digging that. And I like the way they kind of got everyone excited about Wolverine again was killing him and then bringing in Old Man Logan. So. I do you like Old Man Logan? I do as we well. We saw a spot-on Old Man Logan cosplay. Oh, that was yeah. the first day. Yeah. Took in the first half hour. Yeah. And I was the, sad uh, he did not have Baby Hulk in a backpack. We were talking about but. that. <laughs> Bruce Jr. That and Scott McNeil has ruined... Ruined reading any Wolverine comic ever again. That's all you can hear. Is that yeah, all I can hear, because he pointed out he is from Alberta, and so the accent would be in everything, and now all I hear is Canadian accent. It's like, oh, Sabretooth, I'm going to sneak you, don't oh, you know? I saw you coming <laughs> at me. I saw you. Oh, bub. <laughs> I was just in an interview the If other you're going to follow me, you better stand downwind. Every Canadian yeah. is one whiskey shot short it's of one, a yeah. hockey fight. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he was funny. Like he was him. damn funny. I gotta put up the. I didn't put up the, the second. The panel yeah, panel. I put up the panel, but not the Q and A. Um, you guys watch a lot of new TV. What a horrible watch? segue. No new TV, but we will pretend as you guys talk about it. What was it? Uh, oh, I see the walk. Fear the Walking Dead on your fucking list. Yeah, I, I watched. Don't like it. I watched that and the Strain back to back. Oh, that was. And tough. I was yeah, and I was just like. 
I haven't watched The Strain. Uh, has The Strain improved? Yes! The Strain is really fucking good! Because it was so fucking bad. Did you ever read the book? Oh, no! First season was great! Oh, is it a vampire show? Or yeah. It's okay. kind of a vampire It's a vampirism as a pathogen. Okay. Which they're, also, I, they're kind of... No, because... Okay, well, I, maybe I won't submit the science vampire thing to you guys. But, <laughs> um, John Goodwitch can stay in-house. But, uh... Though you like the idea. Um, John okay. Goodwitch I have no problem left. with the idea. I watched it because of the idea. Um, like I said, I recommend then reading the books. And what I ended up really liking about the books, though, is that the ending was very refreshing. Okay. Go ahead. All right. I didn't like the... In the first season, it was just that I'd never read the books. So I was like... Where the hell are these, like, SWAT vampires coming from? Like, this seems weird. I kept getting phone calls. SWAT Is this vampires. in the books? Like, spe- the special force vampires. Really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Really like, couldn't it... handle Corey Stoll in a wig. Uh, so that's the beginning you... of second season. <laughs> so that's the beginning of second season. Really do drug lords carry fucking silver bullets and stakes instead of machine guns, then? Or... Well, they have uh, silver weapons, um, thanks to... That was Is werewolves, it's... though. Uh, no, silver affects vampires, doesn't it? Well, it slows them down. No. Well, these it does, because the, the metal affects the parasites. I mean, they didn't blade, I guess. I mean, blade they did in the comics. Like I said, it's a yeah. silver stick. It wouldn't kill you, it just slows, it just slows them it, down. Yeah. Um, and headshots. Headshots kills them, though. Like like, really? uh, like zombies. Yeah. So zombies, or, or it's, vampire SWAT teams wear heavy armor? Yeah, they look like ninjas. They look like the ninjas in Blade 2, actually. Okay. When they're attacking Blade and they're flipping through yeah, the bad yeah, CGI. Yeah. yeah. Um, the bad CGI. Really it was bad, bad CGI. It was bad, bad CGI. Bad. Blade 2. Blade 2. Which is weird, because that's uh, Del Toro. Yeah, but you know what? Blade 3 was awesome. I, I liked Blade, Blade 3. I thought the... I, mean, I didn't mind Blade 2. Mm-hmm. On who? Jessica, Jessica Biel. Yes. So fucking hot. That's why oh Blade God. 3 was so great. Although, you know what? My, my favorite <laughs> thing she's Reynolds. ever done, though, was um, The Illusionist. Mm-hmm. I know. Because she's, she's so... For that, she's like, so hot that entire freaking movie, nope. too. You're like, nope. There's one scene she's actually hotter than she is the entire movie. When she's she... wearing the breeches at the horse farm yeah. at the end, and her butt looks breeches? fantastic. Breeches? They're breeches. The writing Jesus breaches. Christ, I need to watch this movie. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, she, her ass great, in the last um, shot is... Not only is it a great movie, Like, looking movie, into the face of God... Uh, so, yeah. so back when Rock Island was still a club in Denver. Oh, it uh-huh. burned down yesterday. Wait, no, what? No, no, that was Deadbeat. Oh, that's fire. right, Deadbeat burned down. Oh, de- <laughs> off of Evans? Yeah. yeah, caught fire. Caught fire, burned straight down. That place has been a fire hazard for oh, yeah, a yeah, decade. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Remember when no, Meg used to hang out there? They had club, uh, when they had uh, Rock Island still, yeah, when Dave's we would do an annual charity event there, and she actually volunteered and Ooh. came down just Jessica to deal. Oh, wow. Uh, and and uh, let herself be auctioned off for a date, and she ended up with some, like, Disgustingly wealthy dentist guy. And you're like, who bid like five grand. Why didn't we have money? He was sexually frustrated or and shot a lot yeah, later in life. But yeah, she was there. Was that cool. was a good joke. No, very pleasant to meet. Um, really sweet. But anyway, sorry, completely. We're just talking about her butt. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, all of it's great. Yeah, no, she's. I mean, she's her bone beautiful. structure is great, I and mean, she just she's got a lot of personality. She's very. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she could have seen the hairdresser. Yeah. <laughs> And let me let me guess. You've and got a great in, uh, personality. She's, she's very of, fit. Reminds me of money. It's a line from she's Robot Overlord. Huge tracks of land. <laughs> um, you kicked the bride in the chest. <laughs> I haven't seen this string yet. I, but my issue with with The Walking Dead is okay. First off, Fear the Walking Dead. They spent like two seconds on that fucking title. I know it's like the Houston Texans. Texans I yeah. just get mad at. Names of things. Are they I, rebooting it? I haven't. No, no, it's, it's a, a spinoff. It's but a it spin-off. happens at the very oh, beginning. No. 
Like, the, what is it? it happens they, in LA, and yeah. it's the beginning of the virus. It's the day that Rick goes get shot, shot into the coma, the coma is the day yeah. it starts Fear the Walking Dead. So it's like, it's like all the zombies are fresh looking, which is boring. There's no hordes of them, which is boring. And these characters are just, they're not Flat. even like sympathetic. Yeah, like they're just so two-dimensional. It's boring. Yeah, they, it, it's the watching paint dry of a zombie. Like the mom, the mom's an idiot. The the heroin junkie just needs to go away. I'm he the, needs to just die. Well, they all need to just die. Um, they probably will. The daughter is the only one that I actually kind of... Yeah, but then she was doing like the goth like tattoo thing. Oh, the homemade tattoo on her Yeah, and she was Charlie like... marker thing? Yeah. Yeah, and I was just like... Her, her now feels. dead boyfriend had drawn this like heart <laughs> on her arm, feels. and in the last See, episode she had like taken like black too. ink and a pen and was like outlining it, so it would always be there because it's starting to wear off. And... How very angsty! Yes. Oh, it was so. Although I do like the way they they're depicting the the, the collapse of society because it doesn't really matter. Well, they're like, the oh, you're saying, did you see the, the end exactly of the last that. episode where the dad finally sees the flashing, the flashing mirror and then they're like, bam, 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 and you're like, yeah. oh shit, yeah. Um. But so far, it's, I'm not it's not getting good fast enough. Well, and they're losing viewers quickly. And they like it started off as like the most the highest rated and it's just premiere ever, down. and it's dropped by like two million viewers or more every single it's, time. Yeah, I mean, I think Kirkman came out before it aired and said like it's gonna be a slow burn. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing, and. It, I think it's a slower burn than I expected. I think it's really dumb to do a slow burn, especially when you're getting a glut of new TV getting put out. Well, and especially when the show that you're spinning off of is about to kick into overdrive. I'm super high gear, because yeah. you've got all the stuff with uh, Rick running the Alexandria safe zone now. And Jesus is coming. I just I think it was dumb marketing-wise for them to... The character, the, the Jesus character? Negan? Negan? No. Negan is the opposite of Jesus. Oh, Jesus ran the, um, uh, wolves? No. <laughs> Sa- I'm no, sorry. Negan Jesus ran the saviors. Wolves. Saviors. Jesus was one of the leaders of the other towns. It basically, yeah, 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 I, yeah. There was an interview with him, basically saying how um, this episode, this season is going to start showing how all these different communities are popping up, but it's becoming very feudal. Like, yeah. You know, feudal. Uh, well, that was the whole thing with Negan in the comics was that he was getting like a tithe from um, mm-hmm. the Alexandria Safe House. Right. Someone else died in the here. Well, I can turn the fan on. But no, it's, it's fine. I just got really hot. <laughs> the fan by itself <laughs> might going through be... menopause. Yes, I hope I'm going through menopause. That would be great. Oh my god, what All a weird this is sentence. officially just for show. <laughs> Mine too! Keep an eye on that and make sure it doesn't start... I won't be able to tell with okay. On the Wave. So, I, I, enjoy your five seconds of air. <laughs> it was really nice. I liked it. Um, you need to get your ass to Mars if you want more. See what happens when you don't believe in Jesus? Yep. Snake Jesus? Snake Jesus? You live in snake hell. Um, but yeah, I watched um, Strain versus uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, and Fear of the Walking Dead just keeps getting worse or slower, and the strain keeps getting like more and more uh, uh, accelerated. Like, Maybe. it was, I guess, like the gladiator vampire was yeah. in the books? Quinlan? Yeah. Um, the Born? It's been about three like years Jason since I read them. No, the Born. <laughs> yes, but oh my god, yes, but so differently. So Jason Bourne is a vampire. No, apparently the master like Jason knocked Bourne. up some vampire chick. Hunter. I would watch the shit out of that. Oh my god. Um, but no, he's like a he's like a vampire that was born like between the master and a human. I guess it's been like three years. Since he's basically like he's a daywalker. Like all their powers, none of the weaknesses. 
But he was like, you. they introduced him in like the Roman Colosseum gla- like gladiatorial games. So he's a goddamn badass. And he's made it his like quest to like kill the master. Because every son has to take on his dad. Um, Nothing classic about that. Maybe they could create a character that owns the pill. Like the guy that just bought the fucking AIDS pill. Yeah. Speaking of, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. That guy. What a human piece so, of garbage. So he was on Fox News the day he bought it? And he had jacked the price up. Uh, I believe it was the day after. 5,000%. Yeah, 5,000% because it was like $13.50. And now it was like 8. And it was something, he jacked it up 5,000%. Like, it was $800 uh-huh. a dose or something. And his excuse on Fox News was well, the, the previous companies that owned grand. it were only charging $13 a, a dose. And that means to save their lives, they were only paying $1,300. That was, like on the news. That's what his fucking comment was to the, to the interview. And like, the worst part hey, is, I'm you know, they're gonna punish you financially for having AIDS because your life doesn't suck enough. Right. And the worst, like I honestly thought this, where there, I know that they're like Merrick CEOs watching it, going, "Ha, sucker." Um, yeah. Right. Like, don't make it that public, asshole. Yeah. Like we say that, but we say it in private. Yes. <laughs> Behind closed doors, smoking cigars with other captains of industry, like <laughs> as we plot to kill presidents. Um. I have yet to ever break into one of those rooms. I'm just stating. I know everybody has these ideas of like big companies have these private rooms, and I've looked for them. They're not there. You just break into big companies. Just that's what they that's his, that's his, No, for. that's his job. Oh right, you're the ninja. <laughs> I remember. That's how Doug introduced. Okay. Me. I did not wow. say ninja. All right, I'll take it. I believe um, I said like a ninja, and Doug said yeah. Okay. Uh, you, my usual uh, analogy is uh, Ocean's Eleven. Except way easier. <laughs> no, so we broke into that casino. Remember, I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we did the casino job. Now one of the guys I did the casino with is writing a speech to give at uh, in Seattle in December, and it's entitled like Danny Ocean's t- took the fucking hard way or something. Yeah. <laughs> took the was, long way around. It was way easier than all that bullshit. Um, anyway, going back to the pill, I'm really disappointed. It took 24 hours for that guy's phone. It's only easy because you guys didn't have a Chinese like acrobat. That's <laughs> That's true. The translation would have taken so it took a while. It took over twenty four hours for his address for and his phone number. Fucking docs. I was really disappointed in that. I figured people would already. I just like that they did. I actually do like that they did dox him. Like that was well, really that was nice. Given. Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting for like anonymous to pop. Pop all of his emails. Pop all of his. Mm-hmm. Someone hasn't found him on Ashley. They didn't Madison. even need to though. Like all that shit just came out. Oh, I know. Organically. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the Ashley Madison link though. It'll be something yeah. like he had, a, he had an account on Ashley Madison. He liked a lot of subway. So and to then speak. some and then some porn star will come <laughs> out. Oh <laughs> <laughs> he, he ate fresh. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> oh, <boo>. <laughs> <laughs> you guys I don't know if you probably haven't listened. There was an episode where we were talking about the marketing fiasco oh, that they're probably Subway going through yeah, right now. Nothing like, you know, they can market yeah, They should probably change away, there was, away there was a, eat fresh. When all that came out, out there was them. literally a game that Subway had just released on their website called Jared's Pants Party for kids. Oh, no. And there's, yeah, their marketing last company long. is going to get paid but, a long time oh. for that one. I do love that South Park he's bringing in Jared, though. He wants to give everyone AIDS. Jared? Yeah, yeah. I remember he wanted to give everyone AIDS. Oh, that's right. But it was AIDS it's with an E. e. Yeah. yeah. All the, it's, it's South Park so far this season is weird. I haven't watched anything. I've watched this. The first, is, the first one was all the PC. The PC, PC and Tom Brady. Guys. Yeah. Oh and Tom Brady's wife looked like a horse. And... Uh, it was him. Was it him and drag again? Oh, no. That is a uh, wife looks like a dude. On this one, it was Donald Trump became the president of Canada and got fucked to death in the ass by yeah. Mr. Garrison. Yeah, I, I, I remember reading about that. How could 
Donald Trump ever become the president of Canada? Like, Money. that's the problem, yeah. Money. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, that's yeah, the, the takeaway. The issue, wasn't, the issue wasn't the school teacher who was gay but was trans at one point, went back to being gay, and then went to Canada, climbed up a giant wall that Trump had built between Canada and the United States, and then fucked the president in the ass. Why hasn't Canada built a wall against us yet? I would if I was Canada. I'd be like, fuck yeah. those guys. And then afterwards at Moonbeam City, there was the mandatory oh, ch- children's rave. Moonbeam City. Oh my god, it's so good. They can't tell the difference between the fake ecstasy and the real ecstasy. ecstasy. They're labeled very clearly. I don't need to watch <laughs> any more cartoons. Kids ecstasy in the vending machine. I don't need to watch any more cartoons. Oh my god. Oh, we'll, do, we'll, do, we'll hit that on red god, shirts, I guarantee you. Um, do you guys need to... Yeah, ten minutes. Yeah, we no, we have we have ten minutes. Um, well, in that case, we'll bring up uh, kind of a comic book themed uh, show. Heroes came back this week. I'm sorry, they rebooted Heroes. Well, it's called they reborn it. Heroes Reborn. They continued it. Basically, they they started it off exactly where it would be at the series. With all the old characters. No, some of them. Who came back? Hornroom glasses. Hero. Mohinder. Mohinder Parkman. Oh, the uh, the Haitian. Um, Zachary oh. Levi is signed on as one of the villains. Yep. Yeah, but the Haitian's already dead. Spoilers, but yeah. Dude, I've only made it like a third into it. Well, well spoiler alert: the Haitian drops really. <laughs> but in a, the Haitian was in it for like ten minutes. Oh yeah, he. But he fucking talked. He talked in the previous episode. Not as much as he did in the Heroes Reborn. We talked. In He's the... older. He's, always, He's know, learned more words. Talking. I'm sorry. Um, is it good? I, I loved it. it. Oh my god, I'm so excited. When you see it, you'll know what I mean. Katana uh, Girl. I was going to say that yeah, they did Like, it. it will break your brain when you see it. Because you're first, like, what the fuck the is happening? The first season well, is brilliant. Well, we all, so yeah. brilliant. Second season was writer Strike, so though. Yeah, we Second all know it was, was the writer's writer strike. strike killed that show. And then third season just couldn't find its footing. It was yeah. a very convoluted season. I've said this repeatedly, that season three was built to be binged so you can keep track of all the double crosses and no. sides on Chris the... Cross. Chris Cross. On the uh, Pinehurst and uh, Primatech war. Um, and then the fourth one was them just trying their damnedest, but it was too late at that point. The first season was so good. So I loved good. that show so the much. Was Always so save well the cheerleaders, save the world. Yeah. I make a very convincing Asian. What? I was future hero for <laughs> Halloween. Oh, okay. And everyone was like, you look just like him. I'm like, really? Because I'm Scott Irish. Except Paul. Uh, no, I was wearing a wig. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sure was brilliant. <laughs> Uh, and then Charlotte was the cheerleader, and we actually like went online, got the actual logo, we covered her in blood, like. All right. Mm-hmm. Break her arm. But you know they can't have. I was gonna say. <laughs> well, you know she's a button pusher. I was gonna say, but you know they can't have Claire on this now because she's still working on Nashville. Well, no, but you know what? She's if they, you pull they, up IMDb. She's listed as being in one episode. It might be. It might be the uh, the voiceover of the the message, because he calls her at the very beginning. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, Hayden. Pantier. 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 Yeah, like I said, Panera. she's, she's still working on Nashville, so she can't do heroes. Well, and they, but the weird part is they were like, yeah, she died in the Odessa explosion. And I'm like, you know, she can heal from like a drop of blood. Like she's like fucking Lobo. Well, like, and now they're saying she wasn't even there. So, yes, exactly. Well, the, but I was thinking we're like maybe she got the, the whole in the back of her head in the one. It's only two spot. hours long, so we'll just ruin the whole damn. I'll thing just for watch it. it when we're done here. I just want Sutter to pop up at the end of everything. Um, that would be that would be a coup. Like it was just like. Okay, everything's fine. Then, like, just cut to Siler, and you're like, "Oh He's shit, I He's know." Very busy taping. I, mean, I was going to say the new Star, Star Trek, Trek movie. Yeah, I know. Well, that is incredibly exciting. Out of darkness, the search, the search for Spock. 
Why don't they call it that? Star Trek Three: Out of Darkness. I didn't like the second one at all. I did not. Uh, two, it was not good. They had the opportunity to, the, with the alternate timeline, to do whatever the fuck they wanted. And they tried making. And Star they Trek made too. fucking. Yeah. They made Star Trek Two. And then just swapped uh, Spock and Kirk for mm-hmm. who dies in the reactor, yeah. which I know we've talked about because that's the thing from the sub movie. Moving on, um, it was a real historic event in Star Trek. Um, <laughs> no, it was on one of the. I was going to say on one of the uh, Soviet sub uh, sub. The, greens, yeah, they, they actually had a reactor event happened where they had a bunch of guys that ended up sacrificing themselves to get coolant going again, so the rest of the crew could make it and live, and that's what that incident in Star Trek is based on. Uh, so the rest of them could it's, live uh, long the, and prosper. It's the K nineteen. Yes, yeah, the K nineteen Widowmaker yeah. incident. Yeah, that was like yeah, on our see? like one of our first ten episodes, I think. Because Michael made me watch it, even though it was really depressing. And apparently Harrison Ford is Russian in that movie. In K-19? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Because he, he can be Han Solo again. I'm pretty sure he can be fucking Russian. I'm sure they're going to do an Indiana Jones movie again, too. And Sean so. Connery can be a French noble. I'm still, proud that, <laughs> I'm still proud that I've never seen Crystal Skull. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. Oh, no. Don't, don't, don't do it. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Do you know that um, I actually have a physical reaction to almost watching it. Like someone was scrolling someone through, someone was scrolling through the like a Comcast menu and paused on it, and I actually like tensed up. And my girlfriend at the time was like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "He can't hit play. Like this is a like a thing in my life. Like I cannot watch any of that movie because it doesn't exist." I wish I could have taken that away. And Shia I had a friend who saw it in theaters. Shia LaBeouf. I saw it in theaters. No. Oh, did you? Oh, my roommate you? walked in and goes, "Did you almost I was walk like, out?" How was it? And he goes, "I don't walk out." And I went, "Oh, how school. bad." Terrible. I walked out of the second Transformers. That was okay, that the second Transformers was actually all Transformers except for the first one are really yeah. rough. Who convinced you to go to Transformers? Okay, Megan Fox, <laughs> lovely. I dressed Absolutely. up. Oh, that was so her big I, breakthrough. Well, that was, yeah. Yeah, so I made my awesome Optimus Prime outfit out of cardboard boxes. Do you know how awkward it is to walk out of a theater wearing cardboard boxes? <laughs> Can I just say, like, I'd imagine you have, like, strategically eliminated places like the slutty Jack Lantern from How I Met Your Mother. The slutty okay. pumpkin. We yeah. all know that Optimus I've been Prime. trying to make the slutty Stormtrooper, which is just going to be seats or Stormtrooper. Trooper with a bikini under it, but I haven't just like wear the Actually, helmet. I, the I would watch the living hell out Actually, of that. I, I, By the way, if you have a chance, Google slutty Chewbacca costume. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. You're looking for that picture now, aren't I you? I have. No, I'm, I'm looking for this picture I have that I used to fucking... Uh, just keep talking. I'll be fine. <laughs> no. No, no. So Thanks, you, guys. You guys went to Comic-Con um, the year before last? Uh, I went Comic-Con? last year. They, some beautiful parents, had a two-year-old, they dressed up as Bane with the, with the mask on, and they put some kind of recorder in it, and then let the little kid run into people, and then they did the ominous voice that came out of the little kid's mouth. Nice. Honest to God, I've never loved children more in my entire life. Awesome. Like, I could see why procreation was a thing in that moment. It was amazing. <laughs> that reminds me, I wanted to call there you There are moments that, are to- that it's over. Because Keenan and Kel had a reunion this week on one of the late night TV shows, and uh, I wanted to- I wanted to call you and see if you'd do the vain voice. Oh uh, no, we, we were texting, and I'm like, "Whatever happened to to Kel from Keenan and Kel?" And he called me back, and for some reason, in, in the, the vain voice, voice he answered the question. I was like, "Well, he went on to do this and that, or whatever." <laughs> like, yeah. Um, he went on to star in Motor City Grinder. I'm like, yeah, what? yeah, 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 yeah. It's Motor City something or other. Um, and and, that, got, and that it was addicted to, a, to orange soda or something. Like I said, that led to a whole bit that we did where we'd ask Bane questions and yeah, he would answer. Yeah, we used to answer. have 
at the very beginning of the podcast, we do Ask a Super Villain. We did was, a few different ones. I'm sad was, this doesn't happen anymore. It was just so much work. It's a lot of work on my side of it in we, terms of like the vocal effects and having to get like um, blocks of questions done. Because um, we would do, who did we do? We did Bane, Mr. Freeze, a Dalek. Because the Dalek was like, how do you keep your oh, skin so moisturized? And oh. we did, we did, oh, didn't like we do Grundy, Solomon Grundy? Oh, we did Solomon Grundy. I can totally cosplay as yeah. this. Oh, yeah. What is this? This is, this this is probably my most conservative cosplay. Well, you can adjust the costume. Obviously, needed, you can, you know, make things yeah. see-through. That's, that's, I mean, I'm feeling that. But yeah, so you just slowly start I'm like, I know exactly the picture of <laughs> But yeah, no, my personal favorite is we, we asked Bane what he did to relax after a long day of work. Oh, uh, he lit candles, got into a bath, and listened to Taylor Swift? Yes. And then I started singing Taylor Swift as no, Bane. I was going to say, he started oh, wow. doing We're Never Ever Ever Getting Back Together Again. Oh my god, again. where is that voice clip? Like, I need it right now. Well, I'll play it for you. We're going to have to take a break while you guys leave. I was going to yeah. say, but I think we had to record that four times because I kept laughing. We kept laughing during it. Wow, that's amazing. How could you not? <laughs> oh, there were so many ones we ruined, oh, like god, laughing hysterically. Oh god, him doing the Dalek, singing his favorite Garfunkel note song. Wow. Which is Scarborough Fair. No, no, uh, uh, you're thinking, um... No, it was Dalek, because parsley, No, but it wasn't Garfunkel notes, it was, uh... It wasn't Garfunkel notes, it was, uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Oh yeah, Simon and Garfunkel, but yes. That's what I was like, wait, what? He was doing Scarborough. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Garfunkel notes is a thing. It's yeah, they're like a dirty flight of the Concord. It's Ricky Lindholm and Kate McCucci. Their most well-known song is This Party Just Took a Turn for the Douche. Uh, and women, pregnant women are smug. Yeah. Is there a big one? One of the big ones. We should pause. Yeah, they gotta get going. Hey, we're back. Naomi and Scamper. Hey, we're back. We're back. That that break brought to you by Gin? tetheredbyletters.com. Yep. Oh, yeah. There's, I, I got to make a list on all this stuff. We're going to have to have to share and post and stuff. Let's talk about anime. Um, Ryan and I spent that was all day. My... Yeah, Ryan and I spent all day Saturday watching the Robotech box set. Well, I'm up to the new generation. Oh, I'm so, like I said, Brandon and I went to dinner at some point, and mm. I did a bunch of other stuff, so I missed a bunch. I had no idea you had such disdain for Mingmei. Oh, yeah, Mingmei's a piece of shit. She's like a, she's like the... The female the lead. Female cock tease. Like, she's just so dumb. And you Is mean, there a male cock tease? I guess that could happen. Yeah, yeah what's his name? Oh, I'm R- kidding. Roy Fokker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, by the end of it, she's just so... Dumb and the whole back and forth thing, like it, it really started to get old, like, and then that's being picked up. Yeah, okay, well that. we'll turn that off. No, it's just it's um, the chain against the glass. Yeah, no, fixture. we'll turn it off. Though. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so I'm, I'm not sandwiched between you two guys anymore. I should be okay. Huh. Mm. Um. No, and then you know the whole Lisa Hayes thing, who starts off as this very strong, independent woman and becomes a whining, whimpering, crying, soppy. Bitch. Wimp. Oh. Well, she, she just... She, for, like, episodes and everything, you know, it's a whole back and forth. Like, oh, Rick really likes me, and she's all happy, and then, like, he doesn't show up on time, and she gets all fucking whiny and mopey again. And like she, a chick does. Yeah. And then she identifies... I'm sorry, who's touching the penis right now? No one? Just me. But only... I'm not going to a doctor forever. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna live forever. What, mm. uh, you finished watching Vosh. Did you start anything else? What did I finish watching? Oh, Trigun. Sorry. Um, Trigun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I finished watching Trigun and got through the movie. The only thing about the movie I didn't like is that the timeline of it is a little weird. Because uh, Wolfwood's in it, which who, he dies in the series, uh, right near the end. Um, and Vash is still wearing his red uh, 
jacket, his, you know, that's his signature thing. jacket. Yeah, which he throws off at the end of the series because he's like, I'm going to make my own, like, moral standards. Um, it doesn't have to live up to that dead girl Ren's stuff. Um, but, uh, so it's kind of like, when did this exactly happen? And I think someone online, like, figured out that it happens roughly between, like, 17 and 19 on the series. Okay. So that Wolfwood's still around, and it was like, on one of the episodes, Wolfwood wasn't around. Because uh, at some point, like, he joins, like, the group pretty hardcore by the end of it um, to help him be built up so that you feel it when he dies, which sucked. Um, but no, I finished that, and then I jumped on to... Um, didn't take me very long uh, to watch it, because it's basically just two movies, but um, Afro Samurai, oh, yeah. the, uh, the uncensored, uncut, um, which I think I had on DVD uh, back in the day. Right, Brandon's probably got it now. Um... I forgot how violent that, that show was. Like, it's really fucking violent. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Um, makes you wonder, because it originally aired on Spike, so I'm wondering, like, what the edited episodes look like. Because mm. there's no way they got away with all the cursing. Because it's oh. Samuel L. Jackson, who has easily the first best way of saying motherfucker ever. Um, second is Morgan Freeman. When did Morgan Freeman say motherfucker? Wanted. Mm-hmm. He goes, get this, motherfucker. I hated that movie. I know, but he says motherfucker in it. Um, yeah, like, I, I'm interested. To, I, I almost want to go back and watch, like, the edited version, like, just to, like, you know, quickly scan through it just to see, like, what they changed. Because um, I know they didn't have as many animated boobs in it. You as... just want to read the standards and practices memos? Yeah, actually, I would love to have that if anyone's got it online. Um, yeah, that actually might be kind of fun is to just, like... Like, the favorite movies. shows, go see what the notes they get from legal and standards and practices and being that like, be no, 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 less nipple, no. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit when we get into the, the uh, fall premiere season, but um, uh, the movie was a little weird. Like, it was that, like, Afro had, like, for like forsaken the first headband and then Lucy Liu comes on as, like, Gino's sister who never gets introduced in the series, so it's kind of like... <clears throat> where the fuck are you coming from? And let's try to retcon her in to their memories. Like, it was a little stretched and thin. Um, and then uh, she ends up cloning his dad, who's, like, a big thing, and it it was uh, weird. I, I don't know how much I like Afro Semi-Resurrection. Um, as much as I liked um, Trigun's uh, Badland Rumble. You know, I think maybe, Ryan, someday you and I should just pick three random words for a title and make Doug write us a story about it. Um, I've done that on Facebook. That's how I know that. Actually, I did that on uh, MySpace. I know that. It's like the, the writing version of Chopped. Yeah, pretty much. It'd be kind of cool. Uh, well, we'll talk about it. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, no, I've, yeah, I've, I know Chopped. Um, I had a girlfriend who was addicted to the Food Network. Um, really? I'm just, I mean, watching cooking shows a lot of times is really relaxing, mm-hmm. even when it's cooking competitions. It gives me ideas. Except for the so. fucking Hell's Kitchen. But that's, I can't stand that. Okay, thing. I actually really like Hell's Kitchen because it is pretty representative of what it's like to work in a mm-hmm. high-end kitchen on a line. I get that. But, but I, I mean, they totally edit it and make everybody well, look yeah. like way more douchey than they actually are. It's actually the reality cooking show equivalent of waiting. Because waiting is pretty weirdly much. accurate. Yeah, that was a Like, great Charlotte show. and I watched that, we're like, that's Greg, that's Scott, that's Heather, that's me, that's you. Can we move on to something else that's weirdly accurate to your life? Yeah, I watched You're the Worst. So on FXX. Um, and you had sold it to me as, like, I think you were watching it when you were sitting next to me, because I remember kind yeah, of Yeah, we seeing... were sitting at the bar, and I want to say you were watching anime, and I was just watching it on my phone. I was watching it Because I'd, I'd been passively watching it while I was working, and we were waiting for trivia to start. 
and uh, I was going to say, and I, that something happened, and I want to say it was her stealing the cat from the bookstore. After, Kerouac, they end up naming the cat at some point. Like I said, they steal it, her stealing the cat from the bookstore after the owner books? pissed her off, and I'm like, oh my god, that's Doug and Irma. <laughs> yep. Watching it the first season is weirdly beat for beat. Me and my last, like, one of my last relationships. It it's, was it's, rough. I mean, it was, it's funny. I mean, it's a funny show. Um, but I mean, and some it's, of it's so it's exaggerated like, that obviously that couldn't have possibly happened, but... But it's kind of like BoJack, where every once in a while it just kicks you right in the crotch. Yeah. And you're, like, you're kind of like, that was on point. Or like, that was a little too close to home on a certain someone you know, or you yourself. And the fact that it's like a narcissistic writer and a, a, a dating someone else who's a um, self-destructive drinker. I'm going, yeah, that's, that's pretty much, that was me and Irma. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the part where I want to say it's her birthday and she hasn't told him, but she leaves her cell phone. So he's bringing her cell phone back and then she like catches him stealing out, uh, stealing booze from her office while he's returning the cell yeah. phone. That doesn't sound like anyone we know at all, does no. it? There, well, um, there are a few points where they talk about um, how stupid feelings are, and I'm like, as someone there's who a, was... There's an episode called Equally Dead Inside. Wow. And the characters celebrate... No, no, the characters celebrate finding somebody else who's equally, equally as dead, dead inside as they are. That doesn't sound like anything he'd say, is it? What's this called? Or me You're the worst. worst. You're the worst. It's actually really, really funny. Um, it doesn't sound funny, but it is. <clears throat> I don't know how much you want me to spoil it, Deb, but I did get to the it's point where it was more Lizzie if he wants to watch yeah, it. Go for it. You do find out in the very beginning, um, it's that the main character whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, because uh, they keep calling him what is his name and then three name? They keep calling him three name because he's got like a, a hyphenated last name. I can't remember. Yeah. Um but he gets, uh, he goes to the wedding of his ex, played by Janet Varney. Oh, she's so funny. Um, and... It's the self-absorbent, stuck-up, suburban bitch. And she's like, oh, yes, everyone wants to know, like, what you goddamn think about me? And you just seem to get kicked out of the wedding. You never... You don't figure, hear what he and says. And Deb told me, like, she goes, that gets paid off. Okay. And you find out what he says, and it is fucking brutal. Well, it's really funny because she, she, she repeats it back to him later on. He's like, oh, I said that? That was quite the heckle, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's British. Um, but, like, you're thinking, like, he says, like, ah, I hear a, you know, cock with a foot up or twat. I mean, you know, you, you think, like, the most horrible thing you can think of to say to an ex. No, no, he quietly whispers in, in his ear, he goes, I'm not one for, it says something like, I'm not one for prophetic visions, but the last time we slept together will not be the last time we sleep together. And then kisses her cheek and walks <laughs> off. Yeah. Like, like, he basically says, this is not the last time we fucked. Like, and, I was like, that's fucking emotionally debilitating. Like, that's huge to say to someone. That's pretty awesome. It's mm-hmm. also at the same wedding where, you know how a lot of weddings have the disposable cameras? Mm-hmm. He takes a picture of junk on all of them. On everything. <laughs> it's, it's like him next to a pile of them just going, this is nice. bullshit. This is bullshit. I don't even like weddings. <laughs> He's just taking pictures of his dick. I like those. It's really fucking funny. But it's, it, yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm like, Wow. It, you know what? You can watch it, and I'm sure you'll recognize other tropes from other of our friends that are in there. You'll probably mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of them. But just know that, like, when I mean, and Deb knows Irma. I know you said you've met Irma, but she was around when we were actually dating. Yeah, I'm still quite fond of Irma. So am I. I mean, not in that way, but um, 
Uh, I almost texted her, like, you need to watch this because this was us. But then I'm like, I don't I know how that would go over, over with, with the, with the, uh, with with the, the new husband. husband. Yeah. yeah. She'd be like, what are you watching? Oh, this show that Doug said was us. And then he watches it and it's like, the whole first episode, they're basically fucking. Yeah, they're having sex. Yeah, I'm like, I don't need your new husband. And then later on, she goes and what, like, steals a bunch of coke from one of her uh, on again, off agains. A tie. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's like, I need coke. And he's like, oh, it's just in the coke drawer. And she like gets it out with like a Ziploc bag because the rapper guy. She is, I can't um, remember what his name is. I know his his his. his policy is like shit stains and honey nuts. And honey nut, yeah. Yeah. Probably based on a character stitches, and uh, and Shitstein is of course surprisingly like coherent and, and intelligent. Well, it's the one. It's the one he runs into them at the movie theater, theater, and he's like, "I like to come here and make." I was gonna say, point out plot holes and yell at characters, and they're like, "That seems racist," but we do like to go see Wes Anderson in the uh, in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Speaking of plot holes, watch Blind Spot. Oh yes, plot holes. Oh yeah, we got through Heroes, right? Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, we, yeah, I liked. I mean, Heroes was good. I like. I like Katana Girl. Um, I think she's gonna. End up I think that was a neat thing visually, because I had to pause and be like, "What the fuck is suddenly happening?" I think she'll end up being a hero's daughter, future hero. I like how um, polished everything in that portion of the story looks. Like everything is very clean lines. Actually, it reminds me of Ninja Gaiden, like Sigma. Is like yeah. the kind of. It, it doesn't look like World of Warcraft the way like South Park did it. Right. But, I mean, it's, it looks it's, like it looks like Ninja Gaiden. But it's Sigma. bright pops of color and very clean, sharp. Yeah. My thing is that Tim Crane coming back to this and um, uh, Greg Beeman is the guy who directed the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, and Greg Beeman uh, directed. He was like one of the big directors on um, uh, Alien: Walking Dead, uh, Falling Skies. <laughs> I like how he says that. Like I'm gonna remember it, mm-hmm. even though I never watched it. Falling Skies. Um, it, it was well put together. It's just the writing was. Itchy at points, but no, um, but it was well directed. Um, I liked Heroes. It was good. You'll you'll enjoy it. It's a good start. It's but you can tell like they're coming off of like oh we've we've written these characters for years mm-hmm. and we don't have to really worry about like the mythology. It's already there. The people that are watching it for the most part know the mythology. Yeah. See the helix. <laughs> or see, they'll go back and watch. They see the, they find the sword and we all go <gasps> the sword. Mm-hmm. Like I watch things well, so differently it, now though than I did when I watched the original Heroes because that was a week to week show for me that mm-hmm. I wouldn't miss. And now they're very. That was the only time I could like smoke in the me. apartment. Was during Heroes. Heroes yeah. So well, I wouldn't miss a moment. They have Pinehurst High School. Uh, and Lind- Linderman High, High School. Linderman High School. Yeah, like there are little nods to, of course, because the show is so steeped in its own mythology. That's what made it so fun. Where it's like, oh, that thing's that thing, and mm-hmm. that means that thing, and you find out the the helix was like from the ancient samurai that ended up being the guy from um, I Zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, James. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, oh, I Zombie's gonna be back soon. Yeah. All of them are coming back soon. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got the glut. Anyways, we should go back to Blind Spot. It's okay. I'm not gonna watch it. You know, it, you don't need to. As I all told, right, so go ahead. It reminds me of Blacklist a lot. It reminded me of Blacklist a lot, especially when the guy was standing in front of the screens of all her tattoos, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a fucking Blacklist kind of thing, where it's like, oh, this bad guy this week, and this bad guy this week, and well, it's just so interesting though because they have such different leads. Because you have the super hot Jamie Alexander, mm-hmm. who I was making you look at in the naked dress from the Thor oh, Dark World yeah, premiere. You weren't making me look at it. <laughs> I was letting you. Yeah, that's more like <laughs> You informed me of it when I want to see. Well, yeah, and then I Google it. And then you have James Spader. And you're like, well, they're vastly different kind of, you know, secret keepers. Mm-hmm. But I, 
I would have much rather watched this as a like two and a half hour born style movie than a week to week series. Yeah. Well, and so my issue. Or watch it like as a mini series. If it was like a five episode, like the way uh, uh, way Agent Carter was, like kind of an eight week thing. I can see. My issue with it so far is that they're they're gonna start some crazy weird government conspiracy thing. I'm already telling, but. Yeah, because she's obviously a Navy SEAL. She's a Navy SEAL who then got obviously brought into the CIA or trained along those lines in some way because they show her some special ops. Uh, yeah. Like, okay, so she was a Navy SEAL for sure, and then she got brought into the CIA or some intelligence organization. The second her prints hit that FBI database, somebody would have shown up and been like, what the fuck? And if they are if they think she's a Navy SEAL, all they would have to do is, like, call the teams together and show her picture. And somebody would fuck... I mean, either, a trainer would teams. recognize her. I mean, a girl in the SEALs, they would remember Who looks like that. Right, they'd remember it immediately. So, like, the whole idea of her not being able to... Uh, be identified is a little bit of a stretch. Oh, you're showing him the naked dress? Oh, yeah. Hold yeah. on. I need you to look at this picture of her butt. Me too. <laughs> She's a great butt. Great ass. Um, so, yeah. I'll keep watching it for a little bit, I think, just to see. Um, especially since, you know, until everything else it's starts a weird up. thing on her butt. It's a seam. Okay. I did like... Uh, <laughs> That's where she... Never mind. I, I did like Moonbeam City's. Every butt has a Sorry, scene. Sorry, back to yeah. Moonbeam City. Back to Moonbeam City. The fucking Moonbeam. Moonbeam City child rape was fucking awesome. I haven't watched it yet, so maybe you and I can watch it. I can watch it. Okay. Oh god, yeah. The reenactment. He ends up looking like uh, Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Nobody wants to end up looking like Orson Welles. He was definitely the cable version of Rob Lowe. Uh yeah. Um, <laughs> the one who looks like Oko. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, I. It was one of those where I suddenly remembered, I was like, oh shit, I gotta start watching, like, Moonbeam City, I gotta throw it on my list. Yeah. Um, before I watched the first episode of Gotham, I did watch the, they called it a Red Band trailer. Um, they released a trailer for, oh, yeah, the, for new the season. season. And, 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 um, <laughs> yeah, they did. Called, identifying the Maniacs is what they're calling the, the group they broke out of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, Can't call them Suicide Squad. No. Nope. But I do think they'll end up being... The court of at least at least the the, the guy and the, the girl that are breaking them out. Tigress and the guy from Cape. Are they gonna be Tigress and the guy from Cape? Because I the think girl is Tigress. They okay. they've said that. Yeah. The the brother is like like I said last week. He's no one in the comics. Right. But I, now you know what I'm talking about. He's right, in a right, bunch right. of stuff. He's in a bunch of shit. But I think he'll end up being. I think they're gonna bring in the court of owls. Can, can we talk about Tigress for a second? Interesting. Sure. She's fucking hot. She is fucking hot. She's ridiculous. I want to see her in a naked dress. Yeah. Or just naked. Can we talk about things that are happening outside of Gotham with the actors in Gotham for a minute? Yeah, you sent me the link and I hadn't... Marina Karen is really trying hard to make me not like her. She's pregnant. Yeah, she basically cheated on her husband, the father of her one-year-old child, with her co-star, and now she's pregnant. Oh, with with, uh, Gordon? Mm Mm-hmm. And now she's... Life imitating art. Well, it's just one of those things where her husband's like, yeah, I came home, found him freshly showered in my house playing with our one-year-old. And this is before they ever separated. So she's making me try really hard not to like her. Well, what do you want? She's a companion. I want her to get her shit together. Nothing on the companion thing? No, don't worry. Okay. <sighs> well, you know... So what did you think of the first episode of Gotham, though? I liked it. it, was, I, it was I love the kid they um, have playing... Jerome. Jerome. I was going to say, I don't think he's going to end up being Joker. I don't. I don't They've said that he may be a huge misdirect. Like, yeah, no, they said that I, last season too. Like I said, I don't think he's gonna end up being Joker, but he is so entertaining. Yeah, and I, I find it 
weird. They had some weird hair things going on with Robin Lloyd Taylor as the penguin. Yeah, no, I didn't like Cause it. Because no, because in the first season they have him like with almost the balding weird first few scenes like the, almost the mm-hmm. balding weird. And now over. it's like. And then they went back and it was about the same as they had had in the first season. I'm like. And what do you think about what they're doing with Donald Loke in the? Uh, I was in gonna the bar. Say, yeah, it's just him being a bartender now, who's well, apparently it's one of those, sober. He'll end up. I think he'll end up being oh, no. some sort of informant. No, I bet he ends up being some sort of you know informant for the cops. He'll end up like becoming. Well, I mean, he's got to end up back not, on the not force. Not informant, but I think he'll end up being like. He'll be like yeah, a source of underworld connection guy. Mm-hmm. It's one of those where everyone was like. Oh, they fired Gordon. I'm like, well, you know, he's got to become commissioner, yeah. so he's got to get his job. I didn't expect it to happen in that my episode. Quick. No. Yeah. Um, and didn't they have? Did, he's got a bunch of stuff on love because didn't he have like the weird yeah. kid in the cabin? Yeah, I don't like, know what happened to that. Yeah, like that never gets really brought back up again. No. Because that's what season, I thought. They, that when was last season ended, was blackmail. Yeah, when last season ended, it was like this agreement they had that. Gordon could do things and, and Loeb would, would just back just off back because off. he knew he had the crazy daughter. Him, right. She was she'd like killed the mom in a yeah 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 that's what it was she'd killed the mom in a in a thing knife fire I don't know fire knife who knows um so I wasn't paying attention. Can we talk about point. crazy Barbara? Okay, obviously. Can I we talk about the goddamn prison dress I, real I'm, quick? What the shit is that? It's a prison dress. It's weirdly fashionable. I like mm-hmm. it. It fit her better than the other female inmates. I'm, I'm a fan. Who, they walked by the other inmates, which I'm like, I know it's an asylum out of jail, but still, like, they would... Yeah, but still, they still like, separate they would, the sexes. Yeah, they, they yeah. No, they, not be co-ed Especially where there's, like, Barbara, like, going up to, like, guys and going, like, oh, hello. Yeah. Would yeah, you they, like to protect me? You might get a piece of this. Also, I might be a James Bond villain. I'm like, why does she have the voice of a Bond villain? I'm not sure on that one. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. <laughs> I, I did like the dichotomy between the two phone calls she got in. One to, uh, uh, one to Jim and one, and one to Lee. And one to, um... Mm-hmm. One to Lee. Turns out that was Mary McCarran's I've, husband. I've, obviously, she's um, not going to be, uh... Speaking of, though... Gordon. Lee, Lang, Lee prancing around in the lingerie. Yeah. 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 That's that yeah. good. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Big fan. Mm-hmm. Huge fan. I put my baby in there. Apparently, you got you know wait in line. I was gonna say I got the number. wait nine months. I don't like the whole. Because I talked about this last week when I saw it ahead of you guys. That premise of like the you dragon, drink a potion, the dragon's breath. Like yeah, yeah, like he cracked me the shit up though. Oh, Falstock, yeah. the whatever, the the all powerful. Oh yeah, yeah. He cracked me. The show. No, I figured that was that, when I saw him. Show when my drow dies, that's when I'm making when he, my new character. When he shows up and just starts shooting up the the under you know the street area. The yeah. I'm like okay, somebody's using him to get into Arkham. Well, because they gave him the the, the potion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dragons. Which you know is obviously the guy from the cape. I mean, they're not being subtle this season. No, they're not hiding it. But uh, they, there could be other people behind them, behind and that's them. what you're thinking. The court of Bells. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting that they de- that they do the court of owls. They said they they're looking at it. It might not be soon, but it will be something that they bring in. Huh? Because in the comics, they've been around Gotham for a, a long damn time. Right. Now. Right. Okay. Sorry. What else do we have? Uh, let's see. That was Gotham. Uh, do you want to finish your side of things and get Minority Report out? Of, or it'll or? only take me a few minutes. It's pretty decent. They have Megan Good as the female lead. Who's, I don't know who that is. You'd know if you saw her. She's been in a bunch of stuff. But they keep doing this weird thing with her wardrobe where they have her in like a leather jacket style shirt and then they put another leather jacket over it. So okay. a I'm leather like, that Canadian looks... tuxedo. 
Yeah, basically, but I'm like, that looks incredibly hot. I mean, like, you gotta be like getting steamed in there. Uh, we'll see. I think the stuff they're doing is interesting, but they've got a subplot going on with two out of the three precogs, which is kind of convoluted, so we'll see. I know. Really, something with a precog is convoluted. It's not as... I was going to say, I was expecting it to be a fucking pile of shit, and it's not bad. Okay. I was expecting it to be a train wreck. I couldn't look away, look away from it. It wasn't terrible. That's cool. I haven't, get, I haven't seen it yet. I would actually like you to watch it and then give me your feedback on the quote-unquote future technology they're using. Okay. Speaking of uh, train wrecks that I was actually pleasantly surprised by, I saw the Limitless pilot. Yeah, I meant to look that up. It, a, maybe want to rewatch the movie, rewatch the movie, which I did, which I enjoyed. Um, Who's his girlfriend in that movie? Uh, Abby Cornish. Or did you need the character name? No, I said oh, because she's the one that broke up uh, Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Phillippe's marriage. Yeah, sure, she was in Sucker Punch. Yeah. Less said about that, the better. Um, wow. <laughs> Not. I'd pay money to see that bullshit. I liked Sucker Punch if I was just watching it and not paying attention to the yeah. plot. Yeah. It was really It was pretty. visually beautiful. It's it, like watching The Cell. Just watch it. Don't yeah. listen. Mm-hmm. Or The Cell uh, too. Electric Boogaloo. That's right. They made The Cell too. You keep making that joke. You made that joke every episode. For the last I know. Four, I'm going to keep making that joke forever. Yay. <laughs> no. Um, I watched Limitless. It's the same problem I have with Lucifer. Okay. Hey, there's Lucifer in L.A. Let's make him fight crime. Um... Hey! He doesn't have any bad side effects to NZT. We should study him. Also, let him fight crime. Like, so you think they're it's too mission-oriented? Well, they're, yeah, they're, pre- they're basically press-ganging him into the FBI to help them solve cases while they study him because he's immune, he's not, and he's not immune, the thing is they don't know this, he's not immune to the side effects, but um, uh, Bradley Cooper from the first movie comes in as right. Senator Mora, and he gives him, a and gives him an injection him. that eliminates the withdrawals. Yeah, I heard about that. As, but, it, uh, but on the um, caveat that he can't tell anyone about their meeting. So they just think it's like a natural thing, and he's like, yeah. But it's weird, because what's her name? Jennifer Carpenter is the FBI agent, and she was like the cop in Dexter, the sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, typecast. Like, is she foul? we get it. You're the tough yet vulnerable cop character. But I mean, she was super foul-mouthed in Dexter, which was really funny, actually. No, but she, she was... does have a dead dad in this one, too, so... Aww. Yeah. You give that girl daddy issues. And she break up with her cancer-ridden boyfriend, husband. And then get pregnant by her co-star. Though she did bang Diggle and Dexter. Yeah, she did. I didn't make it that far in the Hey, Diggs, you're the one who told me about it. <clears throat> he oh, was that's right, CI. yeah. He was, he, was the Cuban, the... he was the Cuban musician that she ended up using as an informant. Yeah. I've forgotten about that. for a few things, apparently. Duke? <laughs> What's next, Doug? Uh, the Muppets came back. Oh. Actually, I didn't so you, mind it. Okay, so you and I talked about this the other night, actually, at my birthday party, because you came in and started talking about it, and I was like, no, no, you no. You were talking about Muppets at his nudie birthday party. Whatever. Yeah. We're on the patio. Girls don't wear clothes. The Muppets don't wear clothes. It makes sense to me. I, everything I've read about it makes me not want to watch it. It's shot in, like, the office style, so if you don't like that weird, like, mockumentary style. No, it's not that. Or mockumentary, or whatever they call it. It's, it's the way they describe the, the 
more adult version of the Muppets. Like it's well, not... okay, you say that, but like the original Muppets, I watched had original, adult humor. I, I've grown up. I've I've watched the Muppets since then, and it it I don't know, like Miss Piggy being a psychotic raving bitch more than she usually is. Just, more than she usually is. Yeah. Although people will start to freak out about it way too much, I think, with the whole million mom, million mom march. But, like, yeah, they go, oh, like, because the, uh, is it Imagine Dragons uh, yeah. invites Animal onto their tour, and they go, oh, no, man, like, the road's not a good place for him. And he's like, too many women. <laughs> like, and it's like the moms are like, they're glorifying the whatever, like, objective physics. And I'm going, A, that happens on the road with any band. And be like, it's just funny hearing animals say too many women. Like, that's just funny. Do you think that happened with Hanson? Huh? Do you think that happened with Hanson? No, because the middle one was married for, like, the entire time that also, they were they popular. Like he has, like, seven kids. Really? Same woman. They weren't even that old when they went on Yeah, he married his high school sweetheart. They got married at, they like, 18 or 19. in high school when they went on tour? Hmm? And bred, like, the youngest one was, like, 12. The drummer was, like, 12, right? Oh, yeah, yeah the but drummer like I said, was super young. Yeah, but the middle one, yeah, like I said, married, like, his high school sweetheart, and they have, like, seven fucking kids. And, yeah. I still ever put his or bop. Shut up, Doug. I still think of like uh, Dennis Leary was talking about that when they were popular and uh, how his daughter was listening to the hands and he's like, oh yeah, that's a train wreck, just waiting to happen. He's like, what's their drummer like twelve? They're gonna find him in a fucking loaded with a pile of cocaine and a bunch of strippers going, I don't know, I just had a credit card and I'm twelve. I don't know what the fuck to do. Except that didn't happen. However, Scott Strap from Creed. Is yeah. finally talking about his quote unquote mental breakdown. Yeah. He's like, it was due to drugs and alcohol. You mean no, you had a drugs and alcohol? Wow. What did he say? He said that he was a filthy godfucker. How do you fuck God? Is that like is that like getting molested by a priest? Nah, it's like Cartman's like Christian band. Godfucker. Plus one? <laughs> was that what it was called? Yeah. yeah. It's called plus one. It's like, uh, you kidding? I loved that episode. I almost died laughing the first time I watched it. That was the one with all the uh, I know you love Jesus, but it sounds whatever. like you love No, it was Jesus. the one where they were trying he was trying to get a platinum Record. album before uh, they he, did. Yeah. It was, but they it don't was do, about it was basically about Napster and piracy. Yes. But they don't do uh, platinum records in the Christian, Christian rock. It's, it's, it's a gold, myrrh. frankincense and myrrh. And Token was the literally token like black guy who like stands in the back. He's like, like hey, do you have a bass? Why the fuck would I have a bass? You're black, just check your basement. Fuck you, Cartman. Uh, and he shows I, I want a finger. You're right. We did have a base. Uh, they do the I want a finger bang yet all night long. Uh-huh. Oh, it's I'm gonna get down on my knees and start pleasing Jesus when yeah. I feel his rapture all over my face. Yeah, because the priest is like, I know you love oh, Jesus, Jesus, but it sounds, it sounds like, like you love Jesus. Jesus. Wow. Um, is, is that religion? And they made fun of no, they made fun of like how all like the DC talk and jars of clay photo shoots were. And, anyway. Uh, I actually liked The Muppets. Um, I don't think I'm going to like throw it on my watch list, but... If I get bored, I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's like Big Bang Theory, which came back this week. Like I watch Big Bang Theory when it occurs to me to do so. I like binging Like When Big I see Bang it like Theory. trending, I'm like, oh, fuck, I should you know watch that mm-hmm. now. But I do not like write it on a list for mine and myself. No, I like binging like Big I Bang with, Theory you know, seasons because it's a really relaxing, easy show to watch. Yeah, because you don't yeah, pay attention I, to it. No, exactly. at all. Unlike Heroes, where when the Asian girl starts talking, you have to pay attention because otherwise you have no idea what the fuck they're saying. Yeah, her and the guy. That is literally my only problem with subtitles is that you actually have to be actively engaged with them. Not necessarily Nightwatch. I like like the way they started doing them, though. Because Nightwatch did stuff with the subtitles. On Heroes Reborn, they're doing them differently. Because 
And the original heroes, they just put regular subtitles. This one, they're starting to like. They're play moving with, around. Like comic book style, kind of. Well, did you ever see Nightwatch or Daywatch? No. The, 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 I've heard of Yeah, them. they're fucking awesome. But the. They, they, it's they, Russian, but the, um, the subtitles, because they knew, like, walking in, like. Yeah, we're to make it American. Yeah. Um, I know what I said. Uh, but they, like, do them in, like, different colors for different characters. They literally have, like, different effects. It actually is very comic booky, where, you know, sometimes with different characters, you'll have different <clears throat> style fonts. Yeah. And or that, like, when colors. you see, um, uh, in, um, when Grant Morrison was doing Batman and Robin, um, the sound effects, like, there was, like, a speedboat going down, like, a river. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, the wash that comes out, like, and he had drawn the word, like, splash or something in the wake. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, that's what they do in Nightwatch uh, Night and Daywatch. Okay. To my knowledge, it never did. They, they, I don't think they, they, they made the finished, third installment. But it's four books. Is so, it four books? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to go out and buy them. So, anyway, that that's all I've got. Okay. I mean, outside of uh, corrections. Well, I've got I've got a interesting story. Red shirts, red shirts. No, no, not red shirts yet. No. Uh, oh. Well, I guess, you know what, we can make this a red shirt, it's fine. You guys actually brought up all my red shirts. Um, let's do App of the Week real quick first. Sure, App of the Week, uh, Porn of the Week. I don't actually have a Porn of the Week. Porn Star. Porn Star of the Week. Uh, uh, I can talk about a genre. I think you said Porn of the Week would be us looking at Jessica Biel's butt in The Illusionist. Oh, God, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Sif's nudie dress. Um, yeah, <laughs> Jamie Alexander in the naked dress. I'm not a big fan of this particular app, but people seem to be really digging it based on what I've seen online so far. Um, there's an Android app called VHS Camera Recorder, and it literally uses, it, it alters the video, so it looks like it was used. Like the tracking's off, Like or it's a little bit grainy. You can and throw effects into it, like graininess and tracking and all that kind of shit, like it was a VHS. I like that. So that's kind of cool. Um, no, I don't want your stupid ad. Come on. Um. Why did they put it at the end? I'm already emotionally invested. <laughs> uh, I will say, um, I got rid of my, uh, the Elo app. On um, on my phone, never well, it's still use there it. just because I don't use it. But I have an account on LOA. I can't think of the last time I logged into it. We um, have them for the network. You have there's an interesting app called the Seedling Comic Studio on iOS. It's obviously directed at kids, but it's oh. you know it's basically you know you make comic book pages using photos in your library. I've got a few of the I've got a few apps. Oh yeah, I know, I know there's a few, but this was just a new one that came out. Um, so that's that's the apps of the week. Ports of the week, I don't know. Um, I think running across uh, uh, Riley... Riley Steele? Mm-hmm. Or Riley Reed? Reed. Yeah, Tiny Little Brunette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, I like her a lot. Uh, yeah, I was uh, kind of rediscovering the point of view videos. Yeah, she does this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she's currently on a road trip through the southern states. I think she's in Texas. Doing what? Right Just road tripping. Just because? Yeah. Oh, like personally? Like not yeah, yeah no, it's just her thing. and a friend. A couple of friends of hers road tripping across. Like they were... They went to White Sands, New Mexico, um, and we're all, you know, they're, like, there's Snapchats and shit of her on, like, like, in the middle of fucking nowhere. It looks like snow. It's so white. Um, the wind is insane, and they're just all naked running around on the sand. Um, that just sounds uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. White sand? No, because it's super fine sand. Okay, if you say so, but you're going to get it everywhere. You're going to get radiation. Um, <laughs> radiated, radiated vagina. There is a genre. I bet that's irradiated? a Irradiated? Irradiated vagina. You never read Atomica Bombshell, did you? <clears throat> I don't think so. Where she um, talks about faking her uh, uranium-powered orgasms? Nope, never read it. <laughs> so no, I don't really I have... I'll print it out for you. I don't really have a porn star of the week. I mean, I haven't really found any new ones that I'm impressed with. I mean, there's... Yeah, 
won't, uh, yeah, no, not really. Alrighty then. So, no porn star of the week this week, unless you want to say Riley Reed because you brought her up. Um, no, I just I kept seeing I'm, her I'm, name I'm on the point of view stuff. I'm a huge fan of her, so yeah. Um, and she seems like a really sweet girl, and unfortunately, she I actually we could talk about that. Um, she so while she's on this road trip, she has two beautiful dogs um, that she loves very much, and one of them was uh, killed. In the boarding house that she put him in. Oh. Because the dog died of heat stroke. Oh. So, you so know, they're they're the, so, they were the worst kind of people. I mean, LA gets hot. Yes, Everybody but fucking still, knows this. It's I a mean, boarding house, and so she's pretty torn up about that because one of her dogs died. The and shit out she's of them. out in fucking Texas, so it's not like she can go home and do anything about it. Um, so, yeah, she lost one of her dogs, and she was pretty, pretty upset. And she's been all over social media like, don't fucking bring your dog to whatever the guy's name is. Um, who is an apparent animal trainer and boarder, but doesn't know that you should probably put a dog inside in the air conditioning. Poke holes in the box. Or something. They need ventilation. Yeah. But I mean, all you have to do is check on a dog every few hours. Yeah, it's, it's not hard to tell when a dog's pre- fucking overheating. Yeah, I was going to say super preventable. So that, that kind of sucks. Um, so red shirts. Red um, shirts. Amazon Prime. Has, you know, there was this really good article on Gizmodo about all the benefits. And the easiest one is the, two, the free two-day shipping. And sometimes you can get same-day shipping. And then yesterday, didn't they have their sale? Was it yesterday? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think so. yesterday was their, their membership oh, they sale. Had another, they, yesterday, oh, oh, yeah, because the Emmys. Yeah, yesterday they, got, they had their membership sale where you could get one year for $67 yeah. instead of 99 Yeah. Um, and with that account, you know, you get your two, free two-day shipping, which I use all the time. You get uh, Amazon Instant Video, which is actually pretty good. Um, there's some good stuff on well, there. Well, now that they're getting better at doing originals, it's a lot more useful. But well, for a long time, it was the same kind of stuff you get on Netflix. True, but but then Prime made an agreement with uh, HBO to carry all their shows. Mm-hmm. Except for Game of Thrones. They don't carry Game of Thrones, but uh, they do carry all the old shows. So if you don't... But it's not a, full runs yet. Yeah, it is. I'll have to check. I'm pretty sure it is. Did you see that picture of um, the Game of Thrones actually transforming into... Um, Megatron, it was like greatest plot twist ever. No. That's funny. Yeah. Um, you also get Amazon Prime Music, which is pretty decent. Um, what I didn't know you get is you get unlimited photo storage. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I had no idea. If you're idea. paying for Prime, you can store all of your photos in the cloud for free, and they'll sync and then sync them to any device. Um, you know, it, it, you, you also get five gigs of storage to use for whatever you want. Um, I had no idea. You also get the Kindle Lending Library. Yes, I did know about that. Um, you get exclusive deals in early access all the time. Uh, there's a Prime Store card, like a credit card, which offers 5% cash back on every Amazon purchase year-round. Wow. Um, you also get six, you get six months of subscription to the Washington Post. The WAPO? Uh-huh. I Shut up, Doug. It's $60. A, it's, I mean, it's like 10 bucks a month. So instead of 10 it's free and then once the six months expire you can if you want to keep it for some reason you get it four dollars a month instead of ten speaking of photos real quick um i know you and i talked about it but i can't remember if we talked about it on air um about the ios hidden photo thing oh yeah okay I just, did we talk about that off air we talked about it off air okay so that'll be my right trip cool okay just wanted to... um speaking of ios though there's an interesting uh, problem in ios 9 mm-hmm. on how to get past the slide lock uh oh. Um, so basically, okay. uh, they show in a video, but you enter the wrong password four times, and okay. when you enter it the fifth time, you have to hit the home button immediately, so the phone doesn't, uh, so the phone doesn't disable itself. 
Um, but if you're holding the home button, it'll call up Siri, who you then ask what time it is, which pulls up the clock. Then you open the clock app and hit the plus icon to gain access to the phone's search function. And from there, you can see and edit contacts and text messages and photos and all kinds of other stuff. Siri has always been problematic in terms of iOS security. Yeah. Because for the longest time, you could just say, it does seem Siri launch dot, 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 mm -hmm. and it would open your phone. Yeah. It does seem to be like where they have the Siri is the biggest problem in terms of security. Um, Siri, make my phone secure. I'm sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> Although it's funny, on Hulu... Um, is it Hulu? I think it's Hulu. Hulu started running Amazon apps for Echo. Siri, make my phone secure. Let's gonna see what happens. That may be beyond my abilities at the moment. <laughs> well, Thanks, so Apple. On oh, I've been watching lots of Hulu lately, and and Amazon started advertising the Echo on yeah Hulu. So it's been triggering, and it sits underneath my TV. So no, because you get a lot of the Alexa, read me the news. Yeah, it's gonna start reading the news now. Here's Ryan's flash briefing. Yeah. Alexa, stop. It'll, it'll go through. It'll go for like 30, 45 minutes. And then tell you that 17 is equal to 17 out of nowhere. Right. Um, so yeah, it triggers like every five minutes now when I'm watching Hulu. <laughs> um, there was a Cinnamon Toast Crunch selfie spoon. Oh, yes. I saw that. What? Yeah. It's so, a spoon and then you've got the selfie stick on the other side of it so you can take pictures of yourself eating cereal. Yeah. It literally was a spoon that you could pull a selfie stick out of the other side. Uh -huh. And it was Bluetooth enabled, too. Uh, and it was free, as long as you paid for shipping. But they sold out, unfortunately. Uh, not because I want one, but I'm, because that many fucking people bought one. I'd kind of buy one. Like, um, it'd be the same reason I wanted to buy t uh, tentacle porn. Just to have it. Um, bless you. Sorry. Tentacle porn. Okay, so we talk about crowdfunding every now and then, things on here. Mm -hmm. um, there is one called Batterizer. It's a crowdfunding campaign for this little sleeve you pop over your AA batteries, which it's not that it doesn't work. It just is the way they market it is incorrect and wrong. Okay. Basically, what this little sleeve does is it, is it normalizes the voltage over your battery over the entire course of your battery. So basically, you know, when you when you get a low battery life, it's because the voltage dropped to a certain point for whatever reason. The battery itself might still have 80% of usage in it, but it's dropped so that it triggers and people right. just throw them away. This little thing keeps the voltage steady across the whole time. Okay. So it will actually, in most cases, allow you to use the entire life of the battery. Okay. Which is kind of cool, but the way they, they uh, it's like, the, the way they market it is just wrong. It's like the science is wrong, there's lots of proof that the science, the, the way they're presenting the science is wrong. Um, although it does work, so, yeah, I don't know. They, they, they show it as this, like, God save your batteries kind of thing, and it's just, it's not. Nope, um, Tesla. In case you ever wanted to blackmail a hockey player, oh, yeah. you should probably make sure that he actually gives a fuck. Um, oh, I read about this. This made me laugh. Yager, who plays for the, for the Florida, uh, what's the fucking hockey team? It's one of the Florida Florida teams. Mans. No, it's not. Uh, oh, is that not a sports team? Is that the Sharks? No, it's, that's in California. Yeah, San, San Jose. Yeah. Um, anyway. Even I know that. Um, I didn't know Florida had a hockey team. Yeah, Yaramir Yager. Hurricanes. Yager. Um, Hurricanes. I said that. Who, who's from the Czech Republic. He's 43 years old. Uh, or no, he's not from the Czech Republic. She is. Um, this girl, Catherine, who is apparently an 18-year-old gorgeous model from the Czech Republic, um, fucked him okay. in Eastern Europe. And took a picture of, took a selfie of herself with him in the background sleeping, and then threatened to post the picture if he didn't give her 
X amount of money. The equivalent of $2,000 in cash. Which is not very much money. No, it's, it's, it's not. And but, but he literally told her, I don't care. So she posts it anyway. The funny thing is, is she was actually dating um, Czech junior player Dominic Rudel, who is like this fanboy of Jager. Um, she's really fucking hot. Um, all these, all these people, and she, of course, she, you know, she made like the peace sign and the duck face in her picture. The, yeah. the picture's not great, but she's really attractive. Um, but yeah, he's like this fanboy of the guy she fucking cheated on him with, and tried to blackmail. And now well, all is these... the original guy like married or something or no? I no? think he's single. So no. That doesn't even work. Like, like, no, that she, she, she no, was trying to black. She was trying like, to black bad press. Like, she's like, he's like, I don't. I'm gonna prove you fucked a hot eighteen year old. Yeah, like, right. You're legal. Um, I'm sorry, I fucked somebody. I'll pay you two thousand dollars to put it online. Yeah, fucking go for it. At least that's why I get a copy of the picture. Yeah. You know what's gonna happen now? He totally just got a pussy upgrade and what he's normally getting thrown at him. Yep. But it's funny though. So all these NHL fans now are doing similar pictures to that. Oh my god! Like, totally they make a duck face and they. Yeah. One girl. There's a picture of one girl laying in bed and she's doing the peace sign of the duck face and behind her on the background on the pillow is a bottle of Jägermeister. Oh my ah. god! I would totally do that. Um. There's one where it's a guy making the peace sign of the duck face with Winnie the Pooh laying next to him. <laughs> like. It's the new, like... It's the uh, new, like, here's the meme to make fun of, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what her boyfriend response was, but Jaeger's response was, I don't care. Um, so she posted it anyway. He's all like, Eskimo brothers! So I guess she didn't really care about her boyfriend, or she had permission from her boyfriend to do it or something. Um, I think we both know what she really cared about in this situation. Dick. Dick. I was going to say and money. she got it. I was going to say money. Well, she didn't get that. Nope. She got dick. She got dick. Um, I saying it like that. I don't know. A while ago, we talked about how Happy Birthday. Oh, the song's still copyrighted. It's That's what I was going to fucking... That was my opening. What? God damn it. A federal judge this week ruled that the lyrics to Happy Birthday to You are not protected by copyright. Yeah! According to U.S. District Judge goddamn, on Tuesday. That was the goddamn opening because it was Colin's birthday yesterday. And I was going to go, oh. Happy Birthday to You, because we can fucking sing yep. it. And go, because it was your birthday this week. I've got mm-hmm. to post something online. I talked about that to you personally. And then it was Colin's birthday, I think, yesterday or two days ago. Yeah. Um, but he uh, the he and the beard he's attached to didn't come into work, so I didn't get to say it to him. Um, um, so, yeah, I guess... Oh, part of their Kickstarter was to get to pay, like, $2,000 and shave his beard. Nice. I don't even know what he'd look like with that beard. 12. He'd look 12. It's like when I shaved my beard and everyone's like, holy crap, that was like five years off. So you guys had thought like Sony or somebody owned the rights to it. It's not. It's some company called Sumiko. S-U-M-M-Y Co. Still Japanese. Um, They acquired the lyrics to it in 1935. Yep, that sounds about right. Which means that their successor, Warner slash Chapel, doesn't own a valid copyright to the lyrics, just the melody and piano arrangements based on the melody. And according to page 10 of his decision, both parties agree that the Happy Birthday melody was borrowed from Good Morning, which is an entirely different song. Good Morning. Which is what uh, they... Yeah. And that song entered the public domain a long time ago. So well, because it's, it's about 75 years so if you don't renew the copyright. So, if so facto... Right, so because the parties only disagree about the I'm status about of the, the lyrics, and the judge said the lyrics don't fucking matter, they're public domain, um, you can sing Happy Birthday all you fucking want now. Really? Because I kind of... This like changes the- my restaurant going... Experience. <laughs> experience for the rest of my life. It just, just makes me think, why is it flashing mm-hmm. blue? Because something triggered it. Um, we, we didn't say anything close What's 17 equal to? No, it's... it's uh, she already stopped listening to you. Um, <laughs> like all women. Or in the rest of the world. So, uh, 
my last red shirt is about pita. Um, the delicious pumpkin bread? Sort of like that, but no. Uh, so years ago, back in 2011, I think, there was a British photographer who found himself in a legal battle with Wikimedia over a picture, a funny picture of a monkey. And the monkey's name is Naruto, funnily enough. Um, the image is funny because uh, like there's this goofy, there's this goofy look on his face, and it's a selfie. Um, he left his camera unattended, and, and the monkey took a picture in an Indonesian rainforest. Oh, okay, this wasn't like a thing where they gave a monkey a. Okay. No, they didn't give him a selfie stick. Like the monkey or found a selfie spoon. the guy left his camera unattended. The monkey found it and took a picture. This wasn't like when they gave <clears> the then, monkey all that uh, '90s office equipment to play with. Right. Um, the and then, in yeah, the, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wikimedia hosted the image and argued that it could not be copyrighted because it was taken by a monkey. Oh, eat a dick. And the photographer challenged the organization in court and lost horribly and spent like $17,000 on legal fees all because of this monkey selfie that he wanted the rights to. That was So it was taken on his camera. That was his argument. He owned the rights to it because it was his camera. But the monkey took the selfie. So the court said, no, you don't own the fucking rights to it. I don't even know how I would argue on that one. Now, the monkey had a PETA, because, you know, they... Pita, because they have too much free time and money. Yeah, basically. Because all your fucking money that you guys donate to them goes to wonderful charities. Um, Decided that they need to sue for the monkey to own the copyright on the photos. Okay, you know what that just reminds me of? I don't like any of the words in that sentence. But that just reminds me of, like, all the the random-ass stuff that happened when you have, like, heiresses that leave their fortune to a cat. Yeah. But this is different. Like, you have the right to do that. You could do that if you really wanted to. All and your Funkos are going to your cats. And basically, you have to. I have you would have to. You would have to cats assign. Cats are Funkos. You have to. You'd have to create an estate person. It'd be a trust. Yeah, it'd be an estate trust. The state, yeah. And they would. You know, their responsibility would be to take care of the cats. So honestly, if someone, if, if you make a boatload of money and you want me to run your fortune for your cats, go ahead because I will make sure your cats are taken care of and I will make sure I take care of myself too in perfectly legal ways. Ryan, um. Anyway. Statistically, I'm going to outlive you. Oh, I know. <laughs> you can think that now. You get way too stressed out. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, outlive both of you. The argument is, is like monkeys aren't people, and only people can register copyrights. Now hold on. Now we start getting into evolution. <laughs> monkeys aren't people. Monkeys I'm aren't kidding, people. I'm kidding. I was kidding. Doctor Banjo is not a real person. Oh. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. To give you and everything living on it, I'm leaving. So I mean, Peter might actually win this case, but it'd be weird if they did. Like they're giving a monkey. What's the monkey gonna do? Nothing. Well, they also don't know where the shit this monkey is anymore. It's a wild animal. Oh, like he was out and about. Yes. I thought it was like at a zoo. No. Oh, okay. Have you guys ever looked at Peter that triple X? P E T A dot X X X. I don't like this. It, I it like is. Face. Well, it's an actual. It was funny. It's it's Peter's fake porn campaign. Is it like the, the, the Ink Not Make campaign where they're basically yeah, naked it, but not really naked? Oh, no, it was definitely not safe for work. Ooh. Um, it was like... Have you seen that? Did you ever see video? the Lisa Edelston um, PETA ad where it's basically just covering Nip from the side and she looks unbelievable for oh, her age? I'll go find it. Um, <laughs> if you want to see Sexy Dr. Cuddy, you look that one up. Yeah, I mean, If you want to see Crazy Rose McGowan not safe for work, yeah, see yeah. that weird-ass fucking video. Oh, okay. she's launching a music career. The music itself is horrible. So she's no Juliet Lewis? <laughs> no. No, she's not. Okay, God sorry. Dang. We should probably move on to But anyway, on, on the, so basically, sorry, go if you go to that site, just be careful. Because like the sexy photos are basically a bunch of lingerie women holding up PETA signs. Um, do not click the hardcore videos sign link, because unless you want to watch... animals fucking. No, it's animal cruelty videos. 
Aww. Which I do masturbate to, so... Okay. Quietly. We need two severed ties from Doug. <laughs> but, uh, that, like, one image, I remember one image from that site was, uh, Jenna Jameson wearing pleather. And I just like to think about... Never mind. And, and the, 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 the logo next to it said, pleather yourself. And it was Jenna Jameson saying that for PETA. But, anyway. Yeah, she's having a great summer hanging out in the British... Uh, Big Brother Celebrity House. Oh, is she? Yep. How's she doing? Not well. Well, she's a little train wreck, so. Corrections? Someone else's red shirt. No, actually, I wanted to really talk Oh, yeah, talk a red shirt, sorry. Speaking no, of porn. Not mine. Um, uh, we talked off air about uh, iOS 9 finally fixing the horrible, horrible flaw that is hidden pictures. Yeah. When I had hidden pictures, which I didn't have anything horrible, I just wanted to kind of test the theory. It was just a bunch of pictures of his balls. No. No. Sorry, ball. How did I how did I lose fifty percent of my balls in that one? Cancer? Emasculation? Yeah, more emasculation than cancer. Or Charlotte? <laughs> uh mm, no. Tracy. Anyway. Um Tracy. sorry, wrong name. <laughs> Start name dropping all my ex girlfriends. Um, We've name dropped courses. three of them now on this podcast. The big anyway, three. Anyway, um, so they porn. finally, when you put in iOS 8, when you were like, hide my picture, yeah. it put it in a folder which was in plain view called hidden. Ugh. Nice. <laughs> right? Hey, if you want to look for naked pictures on someone's phone, what file are you going to look in? Hidden. Um, it would hide it from like the regular. Um, photo mm-hmm. uh, file, but yeah. like you go to albums and there's hidden. hidden. Awesome. Uh, iOS nine finally fixed that, and it's just one of those things. It's so funny to think about. How, Took them nine versions how many, of iOS. Well, and how many people had to complain about it? Going, dude, someone found my, my dick pics or girlfriend. Yeah, totally. Girlfriend found my video of me fucking this other chick. You know what's funny? You know what? Uh, Doug's one of Doug's junk files. At, mm-hmm. Yeah, when you went know one of Doug's junk files on his computer is named junk. Nudes. Oh, no, that's not a junk file. That's just all of the photos I can't classify. Like, the picture of me as a Peanuts character. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's just everything. Just instead, instead of nudes. miscellaneous, it's, it's nudes. nudes. It, yeah, because it's just funny because like, all my girlfriends are like, what's in the nude file? And it's like the most benign, like, just Well, it's just one of those things where it's like, I hey, can't... I wanted to show you this. Oh, it's in nudes. I'm like, after the first thirty like, oh, times, I stopped. Me, like me in South Park, like you know what I mean, like. Yeah. Well, it's also the picture of you holding, I want to say, a relative's baby with the skeleton glove from the. I was misfits. wearing, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was wearing my misfits gloves. Nice. And he's like, um, got it on this kid's and I, head. I was, I, I was holding my niece and managed to like, basically palm her head, and I had these big giant pork chop sideburns, and I hadn't lost all my hair yet. I looked really good in that picture. He looks like he's about to eat the baby. I bet. It's like Danzig eating a baby. Mm-hmm. Baby. Baby. Get in my belly. So the internet told us we were wrong. On? Uh, well, pretty much all of our opinions. Janeway and the chick from NTSF. Yes, thank you. What is her name? Uh, was Kate Mulgrew. Thank you. I know, right? Okay. I just her playing the jazz piano with the sunglasses and the eye patch Bench. underneath. Yeah. Priceless. It's always that joke from... Um, what is it? Uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights when he's about to hang um, Carrie Elwes. Mm-hmm. He goes... How about a blind pa- uh, How about a blindfold? And he goes, no thank you. And he goes, how about half of one? And he has the eye patch. I laugh so goddamn hard at that joke. Okay. Um, Anthony Mackie is the token black guy in Night Before. Okay. Yeah, Falcon. So he, you he, said yeah, 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 Falcon. Um, and Klaus Nomi is the guy in the plastic suit. 
Uh, Klaus! I should have known it was Well, no, no, Klaus. no. I said it was Klaus something. I just couldn't remember his last name. Plastic suit. It was the 80s pop star we were trying to think of. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's okay. got, it, it, Well, it might be like late 70s, no, but yes. Late 70s, early 80s. He actually... Hold on, hold on. The, the, the plastic suit he's wearing was actually a ripoff from David Bowie, because David Bowie well, he was wore, a backup singer for Bowie. Yes, and saw the suit that David Bowie wore on SNL, and okay. then contacted the guy Bowie had and went, make me, you know, new wave battle armor. Um... Is that armor all plastic? Everything but the bow tie. Thank yep, you, Vince exactly. Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Klaus Nomi. Yeah, you yeah, know Klaus Nomi. Remember. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. And there's uh, the original German armor. expressionist. Uh, uh, yeah. There's yeah, Bowie in the original yeah, armor. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there you go. I want to say Nomi actually eventually passed away of AIDS complications. Yes, he did. Yeah. So mistakes you made. Mistakes this conversation. I fell down another wiki hole. Oh, Which God. One? Was it about genitals again? No. No, this one was, uh... I don't no, no, it's the ad that I was giggling about. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Would, would you, uh... So what wiki hole did you fall down? Yeah, what wiki hole? Well, I was looking up, um, Neil Berger, who directed, like, Limitless, and then just kind of fell down this uh, whole thing and was trying to find out who the voice was on the Crime Zappers episode of Moonbeam City. Okay. Because, like, it's a voice where I'm like... I know that voice. I know that voice, but they haven't. They hadn't put it on IMDb yet. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Motherfucker!" Yeah. And then just kind of fell further down the IMDb trivia. Oh yeah, that'll. that'll yeah, you could. Oh, that'll. That that'll old do chestnut. Mm. <laughs> what are you, Deb? Uh, mistakes I made this week. I actually had a pretty good week. Good. And no, no mistakes. My boss was desperately trying to make me acknowledge I had made a mistake, which I hadn't. But you know he pathologically and categorically has to be right all the time. Yes. So, no, I didn't make any mistakes yesterday, and it was driving me insane, and it was super awesome. I have a mistake I made. So I had trained twice this week because I didn't get to last week, and uh, she was was, was in Vegas. That's not the the mistake I made. The mistake I made was on Tuesday, walking into the gym going, all right, so not this Friday, but next Friday I'm doing this thing. So I want you to push me really hard. Uh, and she got this grin on her face and started yeah. laughing maniacally. Did she have the wicked twinkle in her eye? Oh, yeah. Which is so hot. Oh, I take it back. Time. I do have a mistake. Um, and she proceeded to, to destroy me uh, to the point where just leaving the gym, I had problems walking up the like maybe 10 steps to get out of the gym. Did and you then, immediately come home and take a hot shower? No. Um, so on the usually when I leave the gym on the drive home, about ten minutes into the drive, I'll start chugging the protein shake. Yeah. I couldn't even like my my gut hurt so bad from working on abs that I couldn't drink anything because I thought I'd puke. Oh. So it took, I had to wait like an hour and a half before I could drink anything. I get here, I start walking up the steps, and my legs just gave out. <laughs> oh God, I know exactly what you mean. So it's like I'm walking up the steps, I'm feeling a little sore, but all of a sudden I just go boom. <laughs> That's your butt. My butt's still sore. Yep. Now, I felt a little redeemed on Thursday when I worked with her again because I walk, I, even on my birthday, people were like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You're walking like a gimp. I'm like, yeah. my." I, I think I asked her. I was like, yeah, you okay? Like and I'm like, yeah, leg day. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't even just leg day. Like, everything hurt. Never my arms, leg day. she had gotten me to the point where my arms were, like, my arms started bending. Like, if I just sat down, they would bend up. Oh, yeah. Because the, they were so tight. The muscle retraction. Yeah. Um, just like. I'm going to have them up here awkwardly, mm-hmm. like I'm about to I start something. Like I have pretty muscular legs. Don't, don't you, you don't want to like get prison strong. Because you don't, you don't want to look out of Yeah, of, like I said, you never, you never like want Justin to... Justin Silva. Yeah. He got chicken leg. Yeah. You don't want to end up out of sorts. 
Um, so you have to do this thing on Friday. When are you seeing her again after that? Uh, I don't know. Tuesday after that. Cool. Yeah. Oh, good luck. Fuck no, no, her. it'll be the best for you because she she'll stretch you out and get you warm. Stretch but excuse me. Um, phrasing. Yeah, no, it'll it'll uh, if I make it through this thing, I'll be really happy. But it it I'm starting now. I'm like I'm really excited, and now I'm starting to get the nervous aspect of it. <laughs> no, it'll be great. No, I'm sure it will. But uh, but yeah, so. On Thursday, I got a little bit of, of vindication because she, had, I didn't know at the time on Tuesday, she had done leg day as well. So when I get there on Thursday, I'm watching her and I'm like, what's up with you? And she goes, fucking sore from third, from Tuesday. I'm like, thank God it's not just me. And she starts laughing. She goes, yeah, you're feeling it a little bit. Huh? I'm like, I fell down my stairs. <laughs> but literally the whole time she'd go to show me something and it'd be, ow. It's, it's more of a, <laughs> yeah, except way cuter because... Awesome! No, I just made debris boot. Well, just like I can't be mad about that because I wasn't trying to be cute. But I I mean, what the shit? But uh, no, so and then the last the last ten minutes of Thursday was literally us sitting on the floor of the yoga room, just stretching out, and both at the same time, like, okay. Ow. <laughs> yeah, no, I know the exact poses you're talking about uh-huh. too. When you do the like, basically the abdominal twist, mm-hmm. and you're like, this feels really terrible slash awesome. Yeah, it does. I mean, I like, I kind of like the soreness, but at the same time, man, I I like the soreness for three I... or four days. I couldn't sit down because my ass was killing me, and not in that way. I don't it... know if I, I don't know what that wave would feel like, but it wasn't like that. It was just the the cheeks were sore. Your glutes. Yes, those. So, we'll see uh, next week how I do on Friday. I made mistakes I made this week. Brandon has now officially ticked me off enough times that I've run out of space to display my Funkos as they're currently displayed. Uh, he buys her love. Oh, okay. He ticked me off. It took me a second to catch up to her. Too. He said he ticked me off on Monday, so he brought me another couple Funkos, and now I have the solid wall from the top of that bookshelf to the ceiling. Nice. So I have to figure out a new way to display them. All right. Um, and so... Don't be a dick. No, I think, oh. it, like, social contract, you should all check out the uh, Tether by Letters group. Yeah, oh, don't yeah. be a dick and check out tetheredbyletters.com. Great uh, editing program, and when I say... I, I meant to say this while they were here. Um, when we say program, it's not like a it's computer like program. A it's like an enlistment program yeah. where they team you. I guess they did say they team you for an editor. That yeah. makes sense. The way they described it to me when they when I first heard about it, they were like... We're starting an editing program. I'm like, well, that's really wow. Like, I didn't think it was ever software. No, I know. I did. Okay. Like I said, um, check out Tethered by Letters, and I mean, submit something. If you and, and you know, but Danny I mean, being led by I, their example, make your own niche. Yeah. Yeah, like redefine your own standards. Um, I hate that. I'm not trying to sound like a narcissist, but um, you know, when people say we like, will. there's you know not a, a market an for asshole, what you're but... doing. Make a market for what you're doing. Yeah. That didn't sound narcissistic at all, no, assholes. No, it didn't, but um, we were totally waiting for the... I don't mean to be a dick, but... but. <laughs> dick butt. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon... And banjo!